Hello, beautiful people. It is St. Patrick's Day here at YouTube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee Show. This sports show begins tonight. Now. Yeah. Here's to you, huh? Here's to you watching at home, remembering that there is an annual festivity that reminds us all that you're allowed to have a great fucking time. And I know the last two years, 700 days or whatever it's been, with Uncle COVID being an absolute asshole, has been tough on us all. But the Irish, those of us who like to booze and... You know, other Irish stuff. Oh, right, yeah. right. Eat potatoes. We'd like to remind everybody <laughs> that on March 17th, you're allowed to look in the mirror and say, hey, today in other days, I'm allowed to have fun. I'm allowed to forget about life for a little bit. I'm allowed to raise a frosted mug of green beer and say, hey, there's red chips, there's blue chips, there's old chips, there's new chips, but there's no chips like friendships. Slancha to you all. Let's have a hell of a show. Yeah. Cheers to you boys. Cheers. The table is here at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. Cheers to you guys. The green keg came Cheers. in properly yeah. this morning. Uh, Mitt tried to tap the keg. Mm-hmm. And before that happened, obviously, I said, now listen, I haven't done this in some time. Okay, I have right. not tapped a keg in a while, mm-hmm. but we need to get that motherfucker outside. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because I've seen how this goes before. Now we go out there, Mitt tries to tap it, it explodes in his face. Yeah. Right. It was a perfect beginning to the St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Now we got some ice cold bears. Why? Frosted mugs. Why? And March Madness is officially beginning here in the coming moment. Woo! Hell yeah. What a beautiful Thursday. We have Ian Rappaport joining us in about 10 minutes oh. because he continues to report these contracts in a fabricated fashion, which I thought we had figured out with Aaron Rodgers' contract that that was no longer happening. Mm-hmm. Von Miller signs for six years, $120 million. Whoa. Is that real? No. No. Think so. no, no, it actually wasn't. It wasn't. No, not at all. It's like a $40 million deal or whatever, mm-hmm. but they added six so that they could separate the salary cap at so it could be a little bit more cap friendly. Brandon Bean didn't stop there. Give me Von Miller for a six-year deal that we can spread out the salary cap hit. Give me O.J. Howard, mm-hmm. and we'll cut Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. The Bills have been active over the last 12 hours. Speaking of active, the Deshaun Watson watch mm-hmm. has heated up immensely. Yeah. Everybody's giving out their projections on when this thing's going to end. Look for that thing to end uh, tonight or tomorrow morning. Jay Glazer, which Ooh. hashtag Jay knew. But in this particular case, Jay didn't know. Other people came out and said, look for no real timeline on the Deshaun Watson because he is actually torn. Because all the presentations that were presented to him from the Panthers, the Saints, the Falcons, and the Browns were all so damn impressive, and he doesn't know what he wants to do yet. That's so right. look for this to take a little bit of time. Then our guy Lombardi comes out and says, look for this thing to end in the next fucking 12, 36 hours. <laughs> okay. As of this morning, by the way, Cleveland Browns out of the sweepstakes. Oh. Another AFC North foe there at Tone Diggs, who has a nice, hey, green beer over there. Drinking the Deshaun Watson not being in the AFC Why? North. Why? That's good for Get you. Down. And uh, uh, a guy named Joe Person, who uh, works for the Athletic down there in Charlotte, mm-hmm. he said the Carolina Panthers also probably out of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Ooh. We don't know who he is, but he seemed to be very, very convinced that unless a Hail Mary comes, Deshaun's not going there. So that leaves two options. 
options now. Mm. It's the Saints or it's the Falcons. It's him going back home to Atlanta, the only uh, team that he uh, met with in the home city. Yes. He went to Atlanta, which is where he's from, to meet with the Falcons. That was a big piece of information. Maziano even said, ooh. This is interesting here, says Maziano. Then he followed up with the Saints for a second visit. It's like a recruiting situation. Where is he going to end up? I have been pretty steadfast since the Falcons have gotten into this that he's going to end up with the Falcons. Just because publicly the Blank family has been promoting, like, hey, this guy was a ball boy for us. Come back home. We love you. I guess the pitch and the presentation was very in-depth. Every team had their owner there, their GM there, and their coaches there. So that's not different with the Falcons. But I guess the Saints, who were able to get rid of $71 million in cap space, not only just to get back to the salary cap, but now they have $31 million available. So they were able to clear $100 million in about three weeks. They're now in top 10 in cap space whenever they were the worst just three weeks ago. Mickey Loomis down there. How about it? Making absolute magic. New head coach, still got studs on that defensive side of the ball. Offensive side, you still got Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Taysom Hill just restructured his contract, but they listed him as a quarterback, by the way. Mm -hmm. Not T-E-H-Q-B specialist, nothing like that. They said QB, Taysom Hill's contract. So that could be a desirable position, but I've always thought, as soon as Atlanta got in, he's going to want to go back home. Just with everything that happened, if if that was me, give me fucking back home. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everything that's going on, I'm going back home. They're all in. I guess either choice is a winner, I guess is how everybody's viewing it. That could end today. And with March Madness happening, there's going to be a lot to chat about. Uh-huh. At Ty Schmidt, you're rocking the Irish uh, jersey. Big win over Rutgers last huge. night. Huge. Yeah, huge win. I mean, I did bet on Rutgers, so, Ooh. you know, I am not. It's, that's not the reason. It's well, hey, Coach Lou Holtz made an appearance on the show yesterday. Yeah. You bet yeah. against them? Well, yeah, but, you know, Mike Bray, I just didn't know Rutgers. I'm a Big Ten guy. Big Ten guy. I've been watching them all year. They're a tough team, tough as nails. Uh, they choked pretty much. You know, it was a great game, went into double overtime. But no, this is a Brady Quinn Notre Dame jersey circa uh, 2006. I haven't worn this thing in probably 15 years. I looked at it and said, you know, fuck it. It's St. Patrick's Day. Let me throw this thing on today. And I see the hat. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Hawks fly. Hawks have to fly. I think they tip at like 320. So. I'm very, very excited for today. I'm ready to go. How far do you have the Hawks going in your bracket? I haven't win them the whole goddamn thing. Yep. Oh, really? So you're yeah. going to lose? No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Hey, that, that's what Iowa does. No, well, yeah. in years past, that is true. But I tell you what, I've never seen a Hawks team fly like I've seen this team fly this year. I really haven't. <laughs> these birds are flapping. These birds are flapping midway through the season, too. I said, listen, I'm done watching these fucking games. Okay, it's the same Iowa team I see every year. You know, a lot of promise. Then they choke. They play terrible in the Big Ten. Then they got hot. Then they won the Big Ten. Whoa. Then they kind of got screwed over with their seeding in the tournament. But everyone's saying, hey, this draw that they got, don't worry about the five seed. Iowa is primed and poised to go all the way to New Orleans kind of and win me that everybody's saying that, right? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. A yeah. little bit. But they they got the guy. I mean, Garza was good, but he's a post guy. We got we whoa. got one of those whoa, guys whoa, 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 whoa. who, when, when you need him to make a shot, you absolutely need a bucket. You got Keegan Murray, and he's putting all the other Hawks underneath his The cool thing about Iowa is they will kick a guy right out and, hey, fuck Luca. Yeah, I don't yeah, care. That was wild. Yeah, yeah, get him out. Boom. Player of the year. That's what he just him. said. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's point guy. guy get him out of here. Jersey yeah. retired. No, no, no. Yeah, we, we retired the man's jersey a year after Yeah, so you never have to talk to him again. No, no, no. Shane, no. I love Garza more than most. 
But listen, it's Keegan's team now, okay? And that team that Garza was on last year, they choked in the second round and got beat when they shouldn't. I, I, had, I, I have Iowa doing that again this year, by the way. Choking, and, you know, oh. and, and, and that's fair because that is typically what they've done in the past. But this team's different. This team will fly like they have never flown before, and they're going to fly all the way to New They Orleans. tip off today at 320? Yeah. All right, well, good luck to them. We'll be obviously watching the games live Mm -hmm. right here in the studio. For those that have never seen this show while March Madness is happening, let me break it down for you. I don't give a fuck about any of these teams. (laughs) Nope. Okay, I don't even think West Virginia got into the poopy CBI. Turns out they did not. They didn't even get invited into that. (laughs) So for me, I am just betting massive amounts of money on each game, enough for me, 1500 bucks on each game. That's enough. Okay, that feels like enough. I have Colorado State. Yep. Mm -hmm. I have... Providence, Providence, right? And I have Memphis. 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 And we have a graphic. Bang! Right there. Zero just did that. So this is what we'll be watching live during the show. So if you want to watch alongside of us, which I think the rest of the country is going to be doing, you know, this is classic. Can't go to work day. That's right. <laughs> uh, work from home day. Patties. Uh, a lot of that St. Patrick's Day and this happening. Yeah, and it, there's going to be. I mean, we have a terrible, terrible service on this TV. Oh, so yeah. that is going to have to get fixed. Yeah. Yes. Especially with how much money I have uh, currently riding on all these. <laughs> mm-hmm. But look for the show to get distracted often. And mm-hmm. we apologize. But it's St. Patrick's Day. The green beer tastes delicious. Well, it really is. Hey, happy Irish Day to you, Connor. Hey, thanks, Pat. Happy Irish Day to you. It's it's never been better to, you know, be from the homeland in Ireland. And this is one of those days you look forward to every year, just like July 4th. It's like July 4th for Irish people, but it's more exclusive, you know? No, well, yeah. Exclusive means everybody thinks Schmidt is like the most German name of all time. What? Schmidt? Yeah. (laughs) See, listen to the pies on back there. Exactly. I've even gotten, listen, I've done St. Patrick's Day. Was so many fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah, nightmare fuel. No, no, no. For me, sorry. No, it's good time because today everybody's Irish. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. Everybody's yeah. Irish except yeah. for hardcore Italians Instagram account. You yeah. Know? yeah, well, they don't know shit about it. <laughs> they need to get banned from the fucking internet. Still spread a misinformation on this program, huh? What's yeah. that? It's Italian holiday. Kick him out. Go figure. How how do you? This is what Saint I said. Patrick to, by the way, I texted this to Nick because Nick was sending the same shit to me this morning. Sure. Hey, good morning, Pat. Boom. Here's a meme that St. Patrick's Italian. Boom. Here's another one. The Irish didn't even do St. Patrick's Day. The fucking Italians. Yeah, You're welcome. Exactly. This is what us Italians do. I'm learning. And Yikes. I and the 23 right. million percent. Us Italians got to make it about us all the time, huh? Is that what we got to do? Bullshit. Is that what we got to do? Make it about us all the time. No, we just like the truth because he was a Roman and he was kidnapped by the Irish because they couldn't do anything good on their own. No. I don't think no. that's true. No. That, okay. That's not how He's probably too big of a fucking badass for Italy. No, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying that's a good thing or well, a bad thing. You guys thing. can't get rid of these snakes. I'll come over. I'll get rid of the snakes. No problem. <laughs> Listen, you don't know. Come on. We drink the green of beer. We have the mozzarella. We get the black out. By about the noon. The cakes and eggs are fine, but the provolone is better. We eat this thing up and we collect the mozzarella. That's what you guys do. That was beautiful. Yeah, I've never seen you guys acting like that before. St. Patrick's Day, all you guys running around with your little leprechaun fucking hats. You too. You guys, what's that called? Cultural appropriation. Yeah, Patrick's Day. I'm two and a half percent Irish. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I love to celebrate the homeland on this day every year. Two and a half. Listen up, you Mick. You, <laughs> don't you? And you were throwing that around by Mick oh, Moralda. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Nicky O. Moralda. <laughs> Unbelievable. Let's get to some news. All right, Tone Diggs, great to see you, buddy. Great to see you, pal. Grazie. Grazie. Slancha. Jindan. Slancha. Slancha. 
Jin Don. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, only the real ones know, so. Is it Italian? Is Italian yeah, it's Italian. <laughs> okay. This is same pay. This is an Irish day. You son of a bitch. What you a, <laughs> I got a text from a very, very Italian man at 530 this morning. Okay. Like, hey, good morning. Congrats on your day. He reminded me also that St. Patrick was an Italian man. Sure. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just one day. You think Timothy McAfee's over there having a good time hearing about all these goddamn Italians? I doubt it. Thinking it's their day? And then Tim finds out on my 23 and me that I'm also 0.01% Italian. He's like, who the fuck in our family tree yeah. was Dosey doing around? Joining us now with some NFL news, hopefully to keep us updated, a man who has gone back to his old ways of reporting contracts conveniently mm-hmm. immediately after reporting the Aaron Rodgers contract. Mm. He's the one who reported a six-year $120 million deal <laughs> for Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Ian Rappaport. What's up? What's going on? Six years, 120 million, huh? Yeah. Now, one thing, as a uh, noted contract expert told me right afterward, you know, this guy, it was you, wanted to know what the real details were. So I immediately informed this person, again, you, that it was really a deal that averaged 17 and a half million over four years. And that was the important part. So I made sure to get that out. Immediately, first and forefront. No, 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 because the headlines were uh-huh. six year 120, wow. six year 120. That was the big deal. That's what you you reported. And then we found that very interesting, you know, because I didn't know if you in the past had put out like Von Miller's looking to get 20 million a year. So that's why you reported the six year 120 and not the actual contract. Well, I must say, uh, I thought Von Miller would get 17 and a half a year. <laughs> which I originally thought was wrong, but then it turns out it's actually right. Uh, Brandon Bean's active. They get O.J. Howard. They bring in Von Miller. How many years is that Von Miller deal actually? Like, they're not expecting him to play this thing all the way out, right? This is a salary cap no, spreader? I, I think it's really a three-year deal. I mean, it's it's basically 17.5 over three with 51.5 guaranteed. So that's like – it's basically a three-year commitment. It's so interesting with the Bills because – so, you know, obviously I was tracking this yesterday nice and yeah. I knew the Rams were in it. I knew the Cowboys were in it. The Browns were in it. And then there was a mystery team and nobody would tell me. And it took me a long time to figure out that the Bills are the mystery team. And that's sort of what I've learned is like the Bills are always the mystery team because they don't want anyone to know they're involved. And they insist on secrecy, which is hard for me, but who cares? It also makes it a lot more fun when it's a big splash signing like Von Miller and it just gets dropped in our laps like that. That was that was a pretty cool moment, I have to say. Do you think Vaughn was planning on going back to L.A.? Or once he heard all the interest from everybody, he was like, well, I'm not doing the hometown. We won a Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Way to go. Somebody's about to pay me $17.5 for three more years. I don't know if the Rams were ever going to do that. Was anybody else anywhere close to the money that he was getting from Buffalo? Uh, no, I think those were the two strongest offers. I, Cleveland was in, but I don't get the sense he really wanted to go there. Dallas was in, but not nearly sort of serious enough. Like, I, like, I think they talked about money, but I'm not sure Dallas would say, oh, we really made an offer. I think they would say we talked, but it wasn't going to work out for us. They were not in that stratosphere. You know, during the Super Bowl, uh, during Super Bowl week, my colleague Mike Garofolo reported that Vaughn was, like, really going to test free agency and could leave. And I was kind of like skeptical and even said something. I'm like, are you sure? Because in my head, obviously he's going back to L.A., but he was right. And Vaughn must have known, like, I'm going to – like, I'm going to really explore and I'm going to go find the best team I can. I'm going to go find the best money I can. And, you know, the fact that 
Von Miller, one of the top free agents, future Hall of Famer, chose the Bills over L.A. and the Rams is literally unbelievable. And Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have created that situation. It's awesome. Well, and Josh Allen, and I think they're currently the odds-on yeah. favorites to win a Super Bowl next year mm -hmm. because of how the season Are ended. They? Yeah, I think so. At FanDuel, I believe they have the best odds. Not our, It's them, the Chiefs. Yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah, Bucks. and the Bucs the got favorite. in there. You know, like, uh, it's a very... Did, uh, did that jump yesterday? Uh, the Bills did change for the division uh, minus 50 points, I think. It, it got better. The odds got... Uh, I think for this, too. I think they were 700 and went to 650. So when, when Commander Carson signs, zero change for the Commanders. <laughs> Whenever Von Miller signs bump up in that thing. Yeah. It's interesting to see who the sports books respect and who they don't respect. Let's keep it moving with somebody I assume they will respect. Mike Garofalo just reported the Browns are out of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Yeah. Mm. A man named Joseph Person, who we don't know personally, he's in Carolina. He said he feels like the Panthers also out on this. Saints and Falcons are the last two left. And when, how do you see this playing out, you think, with Deshaun Watson? Yeah, so uh, the Panthers have not officially been eliminated. I would say Joe is usually spot on. So, Joey, Sancho, Joe. Person's a great guy. I've known him for a long time. Uh, that's not yeah, why he's spot on. I'm person. saying those are two separate things. But I have known him for a long time. Um, I would say the Panthers still have a shot, but have not been told they're out. But it, it does seem to be it's going to be Falcons, you know, versus Saints, and I think it's it's really interesting because there's a lot to like for both places and the ramifications are crazy like first of all i think if the falcons don't know today by 4 p.m they have to pay matt ryan's seven and a half million dollar bonus but is matt ryan going to get traded today by 4 p.m like i don't know that that's even i mean i guess anything's possible but i don't know that that's definitively going to happen if he goes to the saints then he immediately becomes the face of that franchise and city and i think that's a great place for him Plus, he doesn't have to face Dennis Allen's defense twice a year, which is also probably pretty good for him. So two really, really good options. And I get the sense the trade packages are pretty similar. So the trade packages already had to be okayed by Houston, though, right, before they even met with Deshaun. Is that an accurate report or no? Uh, they had to be in the ballpark. I would not say they're done. Like, they had to be good enough. Like, it couldn't be like, all right, one first-round pick. It had to be like, all right, if this is in the ballpark, yes, you can have a meeting, and then – you know, let's say he says, all right, I want to go to New Orleans or all right, I want to go to Atlanta. My guess is then they would start really negotiating and then we'd figure out what the trade package ended up being. OK, so like Matt Ryan, he, he did not restructure his contract. That's why the right. seven and a half million is still due. I believe if I'm reading all these different reports accurately, if he was to yes. restructure it, the new team would pick that up. Everybody's just assuming the Colts are getting, like if Deshaun goes to the Falcons, Matt Ryan's coming to the Colts. Has Matt, doesn't Matt Ryan have to waive his no-trade clause, and has he already been a part of this whole thing? Uh, he would have to waive his no-trade clause. He has not done it yet. But I'm kind of among those people that think that's at least a possibility because, All right, you know, it, it's funny. Like Chris Ballard, I know he gets criticized for some things, and he's definitely been real patient this year when everyone's dying for him to sign a quarterback. I'd say, yeah. This could actually play into his hands absolutely perfectly. If Deshaun Watson goes to Atlanta, then he might end up with Matt Ryan. And, like, 
that's a pretty good quarterback to add to a really good rest of the team. You might be, you might actually be pretty happy with your Colts. I'd be pumped about it. I would be pumped about it. I mean, we're seeing, where's Jimmy G going then in Cleveland? Is that a top tier quarterback? Like they talked to Baker because that entire situation is publicly awkward. Now, granted that has happened in the NFL in the past and people have gotten past it, but what's going on yeah. in Cleveland and Baker, you think? So I think the Aaron Rodgers situation kind of changed my thoughts on this because I remember thinking a year ago, I'm like, I think they could just fix it, but it's going to take so much work with Rodgers and Tom about It's going to take so much work. Like, I don't know. And then they did an incredible job and they fixed it. And that makes me think that the Browns can fix it too. Like yeah, the Browns are a good team. They got a good defense. They got a good offensive line. They got two great running backs. They have Amari Cooper. Now it might be the best place for Baker. And so like, yeah, I think the Browns could fix it. And then if, you know, let's say Matt Ryan, let's just play this forward. Let's say Matt Ryan goes to the Colts. Then, like, could the 49ers just keep Jimmy G to training camp in case someone else has an injury or beyond? Could they just keep him and play him? Like, all these things are possible and interesting. So, I mean, Baker and Aaron, obviously two very different, you know, very different situations there. Mm -hmm. Chris oh, Mortensen yeah. said yesterday on ESPN that the Browns are looking for an adult at quarterback right. or something like that. Like, it's getting interesting on how this whole thing is panning out. Hopefully it all works out. Hopefully the Colts end up with an absolutely incredible quarterback. When do you see the Deshaun Watson domino falling? Because there's numerous reports. Hey, look for at the night or tomorrow. 24, 36 hours. There's no timeline because he's torn. Everybody's reporting different things. What is your sense on this entire thing, Rap? Uh, my sense is we'll have a pretty good idea, good idea today. I don't know for sure. And it is an unbelievably difficult decision. Like, I think he likes a lot of these places. And it sounds like the process was really good. So I hope we know today just for my personal sanity. Um, but it could be tomorrow. I mean, we could, we could get to a situation where everyone's eliminated but two teams. And he goes, you know what? I need to be sure. It's a choice of a lifetime. It has wide range of ramifications. I might sleep on it. So, like, I think we know today, but. We could know tomorrow. All right, I know you're in the middle of something. You're in a very nice car. What is wow. that? Is that Jeez. Genesis, Rolls Royce? What this is a, what is this, a GMC Acadia? Ooh. GMC Acadia. Whoa. Whoa. She's doing it, huh? Yeah. It's my wife's car. She's got the nice car. Well, she's badass, obviously. Is that Jude and Max in the back there hanging out? Where are you guys headed on a Jude family? and Max, you want to say hi? Hey, great flow. Hey. Hi, Leah. Hi, boss. Hello, what? Mrs. Sheet. Hi, Mrs. Sheet. Hi, yeah, Mrs. very Sheet. nice to see you, Miss. Happy St. Patty's Day. Happy St. Patty's, Happy St. Patty's, Patty's Day. Day. Hey, don't be boozing yet. Okay, Jude and Max. No, no boo. Hey, guys, no booze. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it runs in the family. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> runs in the family. Okay. Jeez Louise. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you guys oh, going on? God. A family trip right now? Or is that I'm, I'm going to have to explain that to them a little later. No, they know. They see your IG stories. Yeah. This guy was just hammering. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please. Yeah. Well, is that apple juice? Huh? After free agency, I needed a little. It's been, it has been a week, and it's not even done yet. So. Well, yeah, and you're picking and choosing how to report contracts. That has to be a No. Only, only real true value. I'll report the overall, and then I will dig in the details and get real true value, and I will send it to you. Not, not every time, but a lot of times. Yeah, but that's not how you reported the yeah. five-year 186. <laughs> you know, you reported that one. We'll earn, mm -hmm. like I said. Yeah. You know, that whole thing. Like I, yeah. like I first reported, yes. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> interesting. Well, you're the best. We appreciate you for taking time. Enjoy today. If you hear anything, please let us know. Have a great St. Patrick's Day, pal. Thank you. Take care, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rapport and the Rap Sheets. Hey, Rap Sheets!
All right, we'll get to a break. Colorado State up early. Yeah, yeah they can't miss old. from three. Dogs. Right, let's go, boys. Yeah. I, par- I parlayed all three of those, too. So uh-huh. today is potentially a $10,000 hour and a half. Hey, let's go. Let's go. All right, I'm up six grand because of Peter Kiss last Shout night. Shout out. My fucking dude. Yeah. Peter Kiss in Indiana with that. Tra- I got them winning, by the way, another one. And, oh, yeah. Trendy what? pick. I like that. IU. Hot. Is that trendy? IU or right state? Eh, they've been playing very good. IU. I got IU. IU. Just yeah. strictly because of that fucking kid. They're hot. And St. Mary's is hot. It's going to be a good, good ball game. Yeah. yeah. St. Mary's. Saw him play live. Yeah. They got some dogs. Well, that guy, he's from Center Grove yeah. here in Indianapolis. Jackson Davis. Tall, light-skinned kid with the, uh, the, fro. With the fro. He's a dog. Jackson Davis, yeah. yeah. Very he's good. a player. Oh, yeah. He 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 drove the lane the other night, got like off balance, switched to his right hand with ooh. a lane. I'm like, ooh, this dude's got some dexterity, too. Yeah. 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 Peter Kiss. One over. Yeah. yeah. Second half yeah. player. Yeah. Yeah, there's my bet from last night. I mean, I'm fucking maybe the greatest March Madness gambler of all time. You're hot. Yeah. yeah. I am hot right now. Yeah. Two out of the last. I'm too. Gumpy, did you get off the schneid or what? Are we back? Yeah, one one last night. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I mean. Notre Dame winning once it went past midnight. Rutgers had no chance. It was St. Paddy's Day. Yeah, and, I, oh, and Bray geez. actually said, Happy St. Paddy's yeah. Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me the whiskey. What? what? We're Irish Catholic. What? It's our moves day. What? We can't lose day. What? What's Rutgers? What? New Jersey. It's a bunch yeah. of. Uh-huh. There's no way. Not a chance. No. There was no, no way Not a Notre Dame was uh, losing after midnight. Now, granted, there's no way I was going to watch the end of it either. No, no chance. Yeah. So it was nice it to might be up. the game of the tournament. It was awesome. I'm Unbelievable. They were hot out there on True TV. What the fuck? All right. Yeah, it's a big time for them and TBS. Big weeks for them. I saw the Impractical Joker still doing it without Joe. Yeah. What? Still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of commercials How's last night. How? Watch the fucking game? You didn't watch the game last night. Wow. No. Every commercial break was Sal Volcano. Yeah, it was. And uh, Murray. Mm-hmm. And, yes, Joker. Uh, Big Q with Eric on. Eric Andre. Andre yeah. is uh-huh. a good. By the way, that is something I would enjoy doing at some point. Gotta yes. do it. Being yes, a, a guest it. Joker at some point. Oh, yeah. Because it's cool. just a, it's a hall pass to do whatever the fuck. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. We're filming. We're filming for something. Sorry. Packer Jokes. You ever heard of it? It used to be four guys, then one guy got kicked the fuck out of here for whatever reason. Still three guys. The guys you like the most are still here. Still doing it. True TV. You know from March Madness, also in Practical Jokers. The rest of the year, really nothing. nothing. But here we go. Yeah. Used to be cops. Cops on True TV? I thought, yeah, Hot before. Song. And now, but now they do the live PD thing, I thought. What well, about, live PD um, got canceled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Time. Cops is actually coming back, I think. Oh, let's go. What about That's Magic Truthers? News. Is that still on it? <laughs> so Jesus. that was that guy. Uh, Dude, it's not Magic Truthers. What was his name? Carbonaro. No, 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 Magic, Magic Truthers. We had him on the show. No, the, ma- the Magic Jokers, the guys who uh, I think came it was Magic on. Trick. Oh, the, the rabbits. Ma- oh, big, yeah. big Trick Energy. Oh, big Trick yeah. Energy, BTE. I don't know if they got picked up for a center. I don't what? know if they did either. Well, I think BTE needs to be L-I-V-E, not on TV. Okay. okay. I think that's what inevitably people started thinking after watching maybe a couple minutes of the yeah. first episode. Like, I think like you're BTS. Right. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Behind the scenes or the music group? The mu- <laughs> Come on, the music group. Talk. I don't know. Sometimes behind the scenes scenes do very well. Yeah, we did a little BTS around yeah. here. Yeah. 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 Speaking of BTS, we're boozing. St. Patrick's Day. Right. Colorado State's up 14-9. This thing's running like GIF brick. Uh-huh. Now oh, they're back at the board. half court. Board. And one. And one. Ooh. Ooh. Great bucket. Get off me. Let's go. Let's go, Colorado State. Was it Roddy? Yes, it was. Give the ball to Roddy. He's the big guy underneath there in the he's green shoes. Beast. He's St. Patrick's Day. He's got those fucking green shoes. Oh, steal. Steal. Hey, Juwan Howard's going to smack somebody if they <laughs> yeah. start picking it up a little bit. Other he's coaches. on the court, dude. Put a helmet on. 
Colorado State's got some dudes, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, big white up top, two ankle braces. What? What? Pick and roll. What? Feed back to the big white. What? Swing. One-on-one oh. into the paint. Dish. Kick. Back to the big white in the go. paint. Dish. Oh, oh boy. What a possession. The game on, obviously, in the studio. We assume you all are watching along at home, maybe housing some green beers like us. And here's to you. You know, it's been a hell of a year. It's been a hell of a two years. Yeah. COVID mm-hmm. tried to kill St. Patrick's Day, but just like yeah. all good Irish folks, came back better, stronger than ever. God now we're right. drinking beers. There's school buses outside. There's what? a whole yeah. parade happening. What? All of Indianapolis is shut down. I don't know if they're doing it right. Most cities that get incredibly intoxicated for St. Patrick's Day normally do this Saturday yeah. before or the Saturday after. Bingo. Indianapolis says, nah, we're doing it on the goddamn day yeah. that St. Patrick, that great Irishman, right. freed all uh, the snakes and got the hell out of Ireland and everything like that. So, slancha to all of you for watching. Quentin Richardson will be joining us. He was in the NBA for... 13? 13, 14 13 years? 13 years. Long time. Now he has a podcast called the Knuckleheads Podcast with Darius Miles. Perfect guy to join us. Went to DePaul, McDonald's All-American. Absolute stud. Perfect guy to join us during this March Madness. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For those that are new here, uh, that's the Toxic Table at Ty Schmidt. He's uh, 10... 10 to 12 beers deep yeah. in the last 12 hours. Yeah. What? Right. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And I'm ready to, you know, add 10 to 12 more on in the next 12 hours. The entire keg here being available for Ty Schmidt with frosted mugs is basically a death sentence to his lips. Yeah, especially with Iowa tipping off at 320. Ooh. It's just, <laughs> it's not good, my friend. Uh, you know, Mrs. Schmidt, uh, Caitlin, is just sitting there watching this whole thing. Oh, this is fucking wicked. I yeah. a bitch. Ty, we're going to have to carry Ty around mm-hmm. at 5 o'clock. But that's St. Patrick's Day, baby. That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh, She's been there before. Boston Connor, absolutely looking fantastic, wearing one of our cease and desist shirts from oh, Larry yeah. Bird, obviously. One of one. He yep. sent us, yeah, that is, that is one of one. Yeah. Yeah. We put that up for sale for less than 12 hours, and Larry Bird's people said, I don't want fucking anybody ever remember and I even existed. I'll take it down. Get me off. He's on the new Capital One commercial, though, with uh, Sue Bird. He daps up Charles Barkley oh, and has Burks. a pretty good laugh at the end really? of it. Really? Yeah. Larry pretty, Bird laughs. Great to see Larry Bird back in public, by the way. Mm-hmm. Absolute icon, legend. Ton Diggs is here, one half of the hammer. Done. Cowboys. He's obviously Italian, but he's Irish for the day because it sure. is St. Patrick's Day in the back there. Uh, Nick Moraldo, who uh, is also Irish, but chose sure. to wear an Italian shirt today. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, I'm also Italian, predominantly Italian, but today, you know, we want to celebrate the heritage, so. Slancha. I don't know. Slancha. Zita, you having some beers back there? Well, yes, know. sir. It was a little bubbly back there. A little foamy, so I had to leave, let, it, let it foam and settle a little bit, you know? Well, I heard... Um, okay, Sancha. Sancha. Yeah, Foxy? Sancha, pal. Blood. Are you Irish? Scottish. Is that, like, kind of the same thing? I think so, yeah. Scottish. Kind of the same thing. I've been to Ireland. Come That's why I'm like... Hey, by the way, I've been to Ireland, too. They do not like us. No. no. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. They wanted me kicked out of a bar, actually. Boom. Good. That happened to every bar I walked oh, in over yeah. there. I honestly thought, hey... C- He's coming home, <laughs> coming home. Patrick McAfee is here. <laughs> yeah. That was not the case not at all. all. No. Get this fucking yank out of here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. Can I have a, I'd like to buy a beer for everybody. We don't want your beer. No. Yeah. We'll give you one beer. You drink it in a corner over there. <laughs> Right. Okay. <laughs> I guess. I did not expect that at all. No, not me neither. We'll have to go back over there, I guess, and maybe experience it. Joining us now is one half of the Knuckleheads podcast, which is an incredible podcast, uh, alongside Darius Miles. This man was in the NBA for a decade and a half, three-point shooting contest champion, former McDonald's All-American, mm. wanted the paw. March Madness is happening, and South Dakota State has a white with a headband on who is silky smooth, <laughs> yeah. but Providence is doing their thing. Ladies and gentlemen, Quentin... 
Richardson. What's up, dude? That's good, man. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. I see y'all boys like to have a good time. Uh, I'll tell you, it's St. Patrick's Day and us Irish white, you know, like today is a day where it's like, hey, you're allowed to get absolutely intoxicated. My dad would be blacked out by like 11 or noon. Not a drinker, by the way, but just like, hey, we got to celebrate the fact that the Irish are doing something here. So it's a great day, Quentin. Um, let's talk. When you watch March Madness, are you as plugged in with college basketball as you are the NBA or do you not care? About college ball. Oh, he's frozen. That's oh, no. probably It's probably a green beer. Yeah, well, it's, it's so many people. Beer. I bet there's people pouring, you know, green beer out on the goddamn electrical boxes. Well, that's yeah. probably true. Oh! Goaltend. Oh. No, no. Ladies and gentlemen, Quentin Richardson. <laughs> yeah! Did we lose you? That's probably our fault. I don't know. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I see what's going on. Okay. You look amazing. You sound amazing. You were a little bit frozen there a second ago. Do you follow college basketball as closely or are you mostly just NBA guy now at this point? I do, but not as closely as I follow the NBA. Like I, I, I got my particular team. My best friend coaches Cleveland State. They just got put out of the uh, NIT. Dennis, Dennis Gates is their coach. I follow them. Follow a little. I mean, obviously, I follow the major teams with the best players and stuff like that. But I don't. I'm not as in tune with it as I am with the NBA right now. How many? Do you, can you tell by looking at a college basketball player whether or not they're going to make it in the NBA? I feel like the NBA is one of the only sports where it's like, ah, that motherfucker's going to make it. That motherfucker's going to make it. That guy isn't. It's strictly because of the body and the type of build, or is there something I'm missing? Uh, usually for me, when I look at guys, I can tell if I, I need a good a good game or so to watch. And after, after I've seen them play a good game or two, I can tell whether, you know, I feel like I have a good kind of feel for whether they're going to be any good in the NBA or if not. But, I mean, sometimes some guys slip through the cracks and, you know, they, they you kind of miss on them. But for the most part, I think I'm, most of us NBA guys can look at college guys and tell if they're going to translate. You're an incredible shooter. Obviously won a three-point shooting contest, but you just had a stroke. Steph Curry is obviously – come in and completely change the game as a whole you know there's a lot more guys that are just shooters that might be like six foot six one that think they have a shot is Steph Curry only being judged as a shooter kind of unfair because the dude's got what sick handles like he is grew up in the NBA as well right it's not just like if you have a shot you're Steph Curry yeah, no, nah, he he's so much more than just just a jump shot. I mean, his ball handling ability is, is I mean, he's not the best, but he's one of the best ball handlers. He can pass unbelievably. And I think I think the thing about Steph that makes him so special is like you think when you think shooters, you think, okay, you know, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, those type of guys catch and shoot. What makes Steph Curry so deadly is that he can come off the dribble. He can bring the ball up the court, boogie you down, mix you up, and make you look silly and still shoot the three from, you know, two, three steps behind, you know, the three-point line. But also, he can get off the ball. He can go turn into, you know, he can let somebody else have the ball, and he could turn into a Ray Allen and run you off a million screens and come this way, that way, and still shoot the ball as deadly. So I think, you know, it's not a lot of guys that could do both of those things with the ball and without it. And that just makes him a dual threat that's just, you know, he's horrifying to guard. Yeah, he's awesome to watch, though. Like, as a spectator, it's electrifying. It looks like he's running a fucking marathon every game, too, whenever he's <laughs> mm-hmm. just going around. And then you see all the OGs in basketball, knees uh, iced, both knees. It's like, well, Steph, I don't know how much longer he can do this. Maybe because he's smaller he's able to accomplish that. But at what point does everybody's knees – because – 
Hardwood, by the way, not exactly the easiest, but you guys are just running gassers. Basketball is just gasser, back and forth, back and forth. People are like, oh, they're not trying, they're not giving the most effort or whatever. It is immense amount of running. Is cardio yeah. like the number one thing for NBA guys, or is it more physical? What do you think? I think it depends on the guy, but I think when you look at a guy like Steph, he 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 absolutely is one of the highest and, and top conditioned athletes. And I think the thing that he doesn't get a lot of credit for is that he he if you look at him when he first came into the league, he's done an amazing job of like, you know, getting in the weight room and taking care of his body. He's added a lot of muscle. He's still, a, you know, in the, in the scheme of things, he's a small frame, slight frame guy. But I think if you look at him from when he first came in to now, it's a huge difference. And he's added a lot of muscle to be able to deal with the physicality that he deals with what is that is that ogs telling me you're gonna have to do this like i remember lebron changed from like uh he was yeah. like uh a, a d end and then he became like a split out tight end almost like he <laughs> yeah. tightened up completely started playing more zion is a big conversation who's gonna yeah. have to tell him like hey listen you're a freak athlete but you're gonna have to change the way you operate to become the guy that we all think you're gonna be is that somebody that he does he have to do that himself do you think that's a business person do you think that's a team what do you think that is for him I think anybody can tell him anything. You know, the team can tell him, the team can try and force him. But until Zion himself makes that decision, not anybody else in his family, until he looks in the mirror and says that I have to do this and I need to do this for myself and for my career, nothing will change until he wants it to. I think he's the one who has complete. I mean, he's in a unique situation. When you look at guys in their first contract, it's not a lot of guys that's made 100 plus million off the court. He's 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 dwarfed what he's made in NBA dollars and what he's made in in, in sponsorship and, and endorsement money. So, I mean, whereas usually in a situation like this, you can dangle that in front of the guy. You can say, hey, you need to do this. You need to tighten up. You need to get this next contract. Like in Zion's position, it's, it's, it's kind of a double edged sword because he's he's looking at like they have to pay me if they, you know, if New Orleans wants to keep me. They have to pay me. And so for that, it's like I, I don't I don't need to do anything different than I've done. So for me, I think that the biggest thing for him is for Zion himself. Once he makes that decision, I think every all of us as athletes know, you know, you are an athlete. You've been told by a coach or a trainer, you got to do this. But we all know that we are the only one who, who truly hold that power and who truly can make whatever these goals are happen by, by putting in that work. And, and, and dieting and doing whatever you need to do to get your body right. Quentin, I um, I only played punter, by the way, so I had to take three steps, and I, I <laughs> abused that. Hey, I abused I got up to like 265, 270, and I literally was like, well, it's not broke, so I'm not going to fix it. Like, I'm just going to keep it. And I got so fat. Then once I decided, like you're saying, to get into shape, I like – I became so much better. Like, I became happier. I became, like, more energized. Everything became better, and the ball started flying further. Did you have that? Because you came into the league young, I assume, like most NBA guys. McDonald's yeah. All-American. Was there a maturity process that you had to go through naturally, and do you think that would have happened regardless? No, nah, 100%. It, 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 it comes a point where you have to make a choice, and either you do or you don't. And I think, you know, that that choice, you know, makes or breaks your career for the most part. For me, I mean, I went, I came in at 19 as a pro. And, you know, oh. when I got to when I got to New York in 06, I lost my brother and I started to drink. You know, I didn't deal with it. right. I started to drink and I got heavy there. My whole career, basically the three and a half two or two or three of those years in New York, I was heavy because I was drinking. I was drinking. I was drinking. And I got traded like four or five times in, in, in like a month over the summer. And I landed in Miami. And I remember having a conversation with Pat Riley and him looking me straight in my face and saying, hey, I know that you've been drinking. You've been doing this. You've been doing that. He said, this is the only opportunity. There's no 
second chance there's no this you like if i find out this that or the third it's over we just send you home it's, we wash our hands it doesn't matter so like right there for me was a was a point in my life where in my career where i had to make a decision like okay nobody can tell me anything like i have to do this i i went down there i left my i, I came it was the middle of the summer i left Immediately came there, didn't go back home, didn't bring any of my boys, any of my friends. And D-Wade and Darrell Wright were on that team. They were like my best friends. They weren't even there for the summer. I was there the whole summer getting killed. And it was like, literally, I went, I lost like like 35, 40 pounds in like six weeks. And, you know, that that was that for me. I never went back to that. And it was like, that. that's the type of he you have to make that type of commitment like you say for the betterment of your career and for you if you want to really do that but nobody can do it for you you have to make that decision hey shout out to pat riley yeah honestly that's a big yeah Yeah, absolutely you still talk to him or anybody else around the league still i assume he he would appreciate hearing that you he changed your entire life no i mean pat pat knows that i'm very very tight with the with the heat organization still got really uh close ties with spo i talked to spo and the staff a lot of guys off the staff a lot and um yeah i mean I, i'm i'm very loud about that about the impact that i only played one year in miami and it was it was a em- emphatic you know uh it was it was it was profound that year of playing there it taught me how to be a pro that late in my career i wished i could have played for them earlier Let's talk about the current NBA. By the way, that's awesome to hear. And hopefully this is something that Zion will hear. Uh-huh. And I'm assuming a lot of people have told him, like, hey, you have to lock in. All right, you're no longer the, the kid that was a teenager on Instagram dunking on little white kids in South Carolina. You're no longer <laughs> the guy at Duke that somehow you weren't able to win. You're no longer, like, you are now a professional. And if you really want to take the Zion, I know you're worth a lot of money, but you can become the next guy. Let's talk yeah. about who the guys are. LeBron James, 10,000 points. 10,000 assists, 10,000 rebounds. Left-handed, he wrote that on there. And Omar, who runs SportsCenter, said that he did an interview with LeBron. LeBron thinks he's a fucking lefty. He just shot righty because he saw Michael Jordan do that. Is that bullshit or is this something that actually happens, you think? No, from what I heard, he he truly writes and does everything left-handed. So, I mean, it's, it, you got some guys that are like freaks of nature like that. It, he's not the only one. It, it, it's different. I can't call him off the top of my head, but there are some guys out there that are like freaks of nature like that. And, I mean, everything that LeBron has accomplished, who, who would doubt that anyway? So, him, then what, Kevin Durant, everybody just naturally in the NBA thing think he's number two guy in the, or he's the next guy after LeBron leaves? Or what do you, who are the guys you think that are going to carry the NBA here after King James's reign kind of ends? Man, I think you have to still look at, you know, like you said, a KD, the Steph, the the, the Giannis, and oh, and then, uh, you know, Joel Embiid, and those guys are right there at the top of the list for, like, the current guys right now, right now. But I think you, you see the the, the Luka Doncic's and the uh, Jason Tatum's, the yeah. John Morant's, and some of these young guys that are coming along. They they they, they gnawing at the bit and, and, and trying to get their opportunity, and they want now. Hey, the NBA's in a great spot, huh? Because you think about, like, Luka. Luka, I guess, like, talks shit. Trey Young talks shit. John Morant is a dog. I mean, they're in for the next 10, 15 years, hopefully. As Zion gets into shape, hopefully he keeps going. The NBA has never been in a better spot from outside looking in. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like like you say, so many different superstars to root for and be fans of. So much talent. I like like right now, it's a lot of parody. It's not just like how it was in the last five or ten years where you know it's this team or that team. Like right now, you you know, it's a group of teams, but you don't really know who it's gonna be. So I think 
those things add to the excitement. And from a player standpoint, you know, I'm a former player, so I always think from that, like when you look at the contracts these guys are getting, hey, the NBA is in a beautiful place. <laughs> <laughs> Kids getting there. They getting it right now. I'm not mad at them at all. It's only going to continue to grow, you'd assume. Let's talk about some changes that happened this season. James Harden obviously goes to Brooklyn uh, from the Las Vegas Strip Club to the Brooklyn Nets. He lost 30 pounds overnight, Quentin. He, he, he lost <laughs> yeah. 30 pounds overnight, wasn't able to play for Houston, gets into shape. He's playing for the Nets. Him and KD being back together with Kyrie feels like they're like a, a trio that is going to be a problem for five, ten years. Welcome right. to New York City basketball. The Brooklyn Nets are the fucking team. Mm -hmm. Then COVID happens. The Kyrie stuff with the protocols where he's not playing. James Harden's there. He leaves. Now him and Joel Embiid are in a good spot, allegedly. Ben Simmons still not playing. I don't, I don't understand what the fuck's going on there. You probably know more than I do. But when you look at like KD and Kyrie and Joel and James Harden, and I know the, the the three people or the power three was it, is it going to become pairs now? Is that going to you think that's the next step of the NBA evolution for teams? Because everybody's saying that KD and Kyrie will be able to go on a run if he's allowed to fucking play in home games. Do you view it that way? I, I mean, I, I would agree if Kyrie is, is is able to you know play and the restrictions are off that they they are as deadly as anybody and as big a threat as anybody. I mean, you saw uh, he scored sixty here in Orlando the other night. I didn't go to the game, but like I watched the whole thing, and so I mean, you see what type of explosive player he is and the capabilities he have, and I mean. I think they have a great opportunity if he's able to play, even with Ben Simmons being limited or not available. I think those two guys are that good that they can, you know, if they get on the road, it's 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 hard to stop that. But as far as like duos going forward, I think I think whatever teams can get their hands on, I think you'll see, you know, if, if teams can get three of those guys, they'll have three. But if, if it's just two, you know, right now, when you look at the, you know, Joel and, and Harden, those guys are duos and so is Kyrie and, and KD. But I think, you know, it's always going to be a, it's like a power race. It's like if, if a team could get as many of those guys as they could get, they're going to get them. Hey, I don't think I know NBA basketball enough just as an ignorant human. You're like, well, if you got one guy, you can win games. It's not like that anymore, right? You need at least two to make the, the magic work, and you need role players. Because the Lakers, I guess, lose all their role players. Now they stink, even mm -hmm. though they, they're like yeah. superstar driven. How important is all of that, and what really makes an offense go in the NBA? No, you absolutely. It, it's no longer. I mean, I think the, the league has gotten, you know, so much talent has gotten too good to where one guy, I think LeBron did that for as long as it could possibly be done. But I think even when he was on his streak of run going to eight or nine or 10, however many straight finals, he still had co-stars. He still had all-star teammates. It, 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 it hasn't been where it's just one guy. I mean, Michael. He couldn't even do it. He had the. He didn't start winning until Scotty became an All Star as well. So I mean, I don't, I don't think it's been where one guy can just do it. I think you know LeBron moving from east to west or whatever. It, it shifts the balance of power, but I don't think one man can just win in the NBA anymore. Hey, Lakers stink, huh? They Yikes. stink. Hey. <laughs> I don't think it's just because I think a, a huge part of that is, you know, Davis not being available. I think if Davis is there, he kind of. Is that because he, he got rich? He showed up in that uh, Phantom. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know? It's not because he got rich. Man. I think the difference is, is that a lot of people don't understand that when you go to play in a, in a, with a Lakers organization or or you go to New York and you play for the Knicks or you play for, you know, some, some of these certain teams where there's a, there's a certain standard 
that that you're going to be held to. I don't think AD is doing anything different than he was doing in New Orleans. He had injuries and he was in and out in, in New Orleans and different things. But the difference was that that was New Orleans. In L.A., we expect championships. We expect wins. We expect our stars to be available. And when you're not, we're not just going to sit back and be okay with it. We're going to be like, especially if it's something where they feel they can be critical of it. The, you know, these are the Lakers is the winningest franchise in the NBA. They have the most championships. They they are the, that's their standard. Championships are nothing. So if we're not winning, we're not going to be a happy fan base. And now people are learning that. And they, you know, it's not going to be just, just, you know, you're being celebrated when you're in this place where we expect you to, you know, be available and your, your unavailability is, is making us a sorry team, basically. Because I feel like if AD was healthy and he was available, Russ looks a lot better. LeBron looks, I mean, he's phenomenal anyway, but I think he still looks better and, like, you know, the team is better because when you look at the scheme of the makeup of the team, Anthony Davis was supposed to be the workhorse doing what LeBron is doing. And LeBron was supposed to be kind of like, all right, I'm in my later years. I'm still going to do me. But like you, you're doing the heavy lifting for the most part. And that hasn't been the case. So I think, you know, when you look at the totality of everything, what they traded away for Russ and then with AD being gone, those are huge gaps. You still shoot well, I assume? Yeah. Yeah, that's like riding a bike. They ain't going nowhere. <laughs> what the fuck happened to Westbrook? That guy, he's chucking up air balls, and you got Carl Anthony Towns and yeah, Patrick Beverly. Yeah. Like, what is this dude? He's throwing passes 10 rows deep into the stand. What happened? Is he broken? Is it confidence? Do you think he wants out of there? What is it? I think it's the totality of everything. Because when this is, this is how I, I measure when I look at Russ. I feel like it's absolutely, totally going on between his head. Because when, you know, he's not to the point where he'll still blow by somebody and, and kaboom, dunk on him. So he still has his quickness, his athleticism. But I think the passes, the turnovers, everything, those are coming from being in a very bad space mentally. You know what I'm saying? And I think I know for a fact I can attest to that. When you're not right for whatever the reason is, and we can we can assume whatever it is. But for me, I look at it as. I've always looked at Russ. He's the ultimate competitor. Nobody plays harder. Nobody cares more. Nobody has more pride about how hard they play. And when I look at him now and see what's going on, this is this is the sum of like he's back home in L.A. He's prideful about his city. He 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 represents his city. And for him to not be performing at the level that he knows he can and that he wants to. And the team to be going the way it's going, and then you add all of the other outside noise, the booze, and the, like you say, the the trash. All of these things has happened. This has never been this. He's in unfamiliar territory. Now it's his job to find his way out of it. But I, I, I'm not making excuses for him. But I do identify that that's that's the problem that I see with him. I don't see that his game that he's like now he's falling off some cliff. I feel like he's in a very bad situation as far as like he's not. He's had the ball forever. He's been able to play his way through, out of whatever it was, and now he doesn't have the ball, and he's being asked to do things he's never been asked to do. And it's a whole myriad of things that's happening at once, and he's not, you know, obviously he's not playing well. He hasn't had a great season, but I don't think that this is like the end of Russell Westbrook. Like his body and his game and the way he 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 doesn't show that his health or any of that has declined. I feel like if he can get past this mental block, that he can be back to, you know, Russ. He needs ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. 
He needs to go do one of those trips. I know it's a white <laughs> thing, but he needs to go down to Peru or down to one of these things uh-huh. and just get it all out of there. I, I, I've heard incredible stories of athletes and high-end people who, for whatever reason, get into a mental funk and they can't get out of it. And there's like, obviously there's sports psychiatrists and hypnotists and all that stuff for whatever. And I'm not saying everybody needs to do that, but it feels like he needs to get something out of there because the game is better whenever Brody is Brody, you know, like as, as somebody that enjoys just watching dogs, like I like watching guys that are going to do whatever to win. And when he would yam on somebody, oh. talk shit to them and then threaten to fight a fan. It was like, oh. yes, yeah. that is what I do. I like that guy right there. It's tough to watch. I didn't know he was from LA. That's probably probably even more no nah, that's definitely but you know that that piles it on like it, it it's, it's not easy to play at home and then when things aren't going right is it's that much tougher and you care that much like he's a kid who grew up a lakers fan he this is this is like a childhood dream of his and it's not going well like that's that's very difficult Maybe he's pissed about Staples Center being yeah, yeah crypto. could be crypto. You know, crypto. Hey, I don't know, I don't agree with that either. Like I, I I don't that's foreign. I still call it Staples Center yeah. to be honest. I'm just gonna tell you that I'm, I'm I'll always call it that. I mean, I'm from Chicago. I still call the Chicago. whatever tower the Sears Tower. So I don't. Even no, know no. What, what is it? Willis. No, it's Willis. 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 That's the Willis yeah. Tower. Oh. It'll forever Get be the Sears Tower in my eyes. That's just <laughs> I'm like that. No, no. It's the Willis Tower. We um. I think the WWE had one of the last shows as Staples Center there. It was like called Staples Center. It was because I don't think it turned over till either December or January. I forget what it was, but we were in there. And I said Staples Center like a hundred times. I'm like live from Staples Center, live from Staples Center. And I had all these crypto bots, you know, tweeting me, it's a crypto.com thing, it's a crypto.com <laughs> thing. I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think anybody's gonna call it that for a long time, especially with them not playing great. Well, yeah. The crypto is a sick name though. You know, if yeah. it wasn't the Staples Center, the crypt is a is a sick name. We're talking to Quentin Richardson, 13 uh, year NBA vet, host of the Knuckleheads podcast with Darius Miles. Can't wait to check that out. Talking about the basketball world. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Quentin, how do you feel about the playing game that they kind of recently implemented when the uh, whole entire bubble started? We assumed it was strictly because they wanted to get Zion <laughs> into the playoffs, so they decided to do that whole entire thing. Do you think it's good for basketball or no? I like it. I'll say this as a player, as long as I was in that top six, I love it. But you know, if I'm if 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 I'm in that seven eight, I hate it. Now, if you're in that nine ten or whatever <laughs> down there, you love it. But you know, it's kind of it's it's kind of opinionated to me because I mean, I like it as a fan because it makes like you say they you can't really do that tanking thing anymore, and it makes down all the games down the stretch matter. You don't see guys getting set out as much at the end because all of these games kind of you jockeying for position. So for me. From a fan standpoint, I love it, but I could see myself as a player. Like if I was in that seventh and eighth, I'm like, man, this like this is the dumbest thing ever. Like, why am I like, you know what I'm saying? But if you not in it, you looking at it like, hey, it's some extra basketball why so I'm cool. But that that's my take on it. I like it right now as a fan. Yeah, it's like I mean, there's 80-some games, and then it all comes down to one game. So, as a fan, it's exciting. This is like baseball. Baseball's got, what, 472 games? 162, yeah. And nobody cares about any of them. And then there's that one night where it's like, hey, you get into the playoffs when people are actually going to watch right here. Like, if I, It's just such a different mentality in those sports. Like, such a long seat. But NBA is so long. The, the road, the travel, the health, the amount of bullshit you got to go through. Mm-hmm. I think all that is so much more important than what's even going on the court. Uh, last 
last question from me before the boys have a couple more. And we appreciate your time here today, man. Really do appreciate your time. Happy St. Patrick's Day, by the way. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm sorry, I'm mad. I don't got a green beer to drink with you guys, but it's all good. I'll get one later. <laughs> all right. Well, we. Send we can send one to you. Wow, send you're in Orlando. It's going to be a little bit. Yeah. Three hours. Elon needs to figure that the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. hurry up. Elon, we need to get shit. Like, I need to be able to just like, whoop, you know, like right to like you. Like at the bank when you point in the tube. Bam, yeah. Whoop yeah. up in there. Teleport. Maybe Elon will create those little fucking tubes so we can send a beer to Quentin Richardson down there in Orlando. Hey, the Pacers fucking stink. What? Why? <laughs> What's that? I, because when I came to Indianapolis... We had a team. I mean, we're competing against the Heat literally every single year. I was going to the games. The place was packed out. Indiana has always been a basketball state. The Pacers have always been a basketball team. Is it because we're not going to be able to get free agents in Indiana? Is it because the way the teams run? Like, why are some teams so poor, you think, for so long in the NBA? Uh, It's a funny thing, man. Sometimes it has a lot to do with the ability to attract free agents. And and to be frank, like, I, you know, as a – as a former player, you you think about it. When you, the guys that really have the chance to go where they want to go, they're gonna go to the you know to either the teams that they got a really high chance to win, or to the cities that they attracted to. And so for Indiana, that hasn't been the case for a minute. And I think they're in a situation where you know you saw they just got rid of Demontis Sabonis. I, I, I love the uh, yeah, yeah, we did. The boy Ty, Tyrese Halliburton you guys just got, and you know I think now things are kind of lining up for the team to make sense because the Miles Turner and the Demontis Sabonis thing was kind of like they were they were not you couldn't play both of them together, and you both of them were good enough to be playing, so you had to let one of them go. So I think now they have more of a vision where they're going with that. And I think they kind of like in a not a not a true rebuild, but like a mini rebuild because you know they they they're gonna have some draft picks and trying to get some assets and build right that with the young core they have. So I mean, I think I like I like some of the pieces they got, like Chris Duarte, like uh, like I say, Miles Turner, and um and and Tyrese Halliburton is he's going to be really good I think for a long time. So I think you know you guys got some good pieces Malcolm Brogdon and go. they just got to continue to try and build on it. But you guys are right in that 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 area where you're going to be in the draft lottery and you got to hope okay. you hit whoever yeah. you guys get. You can do that. You'll hit. Hey, you got like a 4% chance of hitting. You'll hit. Dude. Yeah, but we lost it to John Morantless. Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. John was wearing a ski mask on a sideline, yeah, losing yeah. to the fucking. Oh, yeah. You didn't lose. You lost yeah, like you 50. saw that, Quinn. Yeah, I did too. I'm like, what are we even doing here? I mean, we're getting our asses kicked. Can't you know? don't. <laughs> Quinn, uh, we were talking about duos, and we were talking about the NBA's young stars um, in a franchise that you were great with. You didn't mention Devin Booker and, and Chris Paul in there. Do you? Obviously, they made it to the finals last year. Do you think they're good enough to do it again? Uh, I think that's they have a one track mind. They are the, the team, those two guys, and I think the whole team from top to bottom line up. And they, you know, they've come out from from training camp from the season start with a uh, with a with a mindset that they need to get back to the finals and they're trying to win it. I think them getting there last year gave them a taste of it, and I think you saw a team just come out this year and came out like a team that's just trying to get back there and win it all and right the wrong from last year. Hey, that place is off, Phoenix. I love Phoenix. Oh. I only had one year, but I absolutely love Phoenix. I loved it. So you're saying you can still shoot right now? You go out there, you light it up? Yeah. As long as I got to stand still, you know, I'm not about to run around and do all that. Like you said, I, I ain't got all that no more, but I could I could stand there and spot shoot with whoever. Whenever? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I got pretty good, you know. Yeah. I'm a white dude in Indiana, you know, now. So, I mean, it is. <laughs> it is. You know what I mean? I've seen you shoot before. I'm, I'm, you know, 
I'm, I'm, I see you got a stroke, but you know I'm, I'm confident in mine as well. <laughs> as you should be, good. Quentin, there are obviously outliers when you talk about John, some of these other guys who are younger and who are prominent stars already. But it seems like most of the guys who get drafted kind of just never amount to anything in the league. And you know, you mentioned you came in at 19, and it seems like in your era, guys made impacts being younger earlier. Do you think that's because of college, or, or why is it that you know, like? three or four of these guys from every draft class really explode and become incredible, but then everyone else kind of just falls through the cracks. Man, I don't know. I don't know. I think, you know, I talked to a lot of different people, you know, around the league that's in the league, you know, coaches and, and front office people. And I think to me, the biggest difference of, of guys that make it and don't is, is, is the work, the work ethic. You know, some guys show up entitled or for whatever reason they don't feel. Hey, there's a lot of that, Quentin, in all sports, it feels like, right? Is that because ever since you're a kid, you're kind of cradled? And I don't know. That's the problem. I'm telling you, like that, that separates. I don't care what your, you know, what your background is or what's going on. If you have the work ethic and you have that desire and that mindset that, that, okay, like I'm here now, I'm going to do what I got to do to stay. Cause that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the real part. Like people, some people get here and they like, ah, I made it. I got the money. I got this. I got that. Like, no, when you make it, like that's when the hardest work starts. Like, it's like, now I'm about to work so hard that that nobody's going to take this from me. You have to have that type of mentality that I control this and I'm going to do from my things that I can control as far as working hard and showing up, being where I'm supposed to be. Like, those are some of the little things that people cripple themselves with being late, you know what I'm saying, missing things, not being where you're supposed to be, because then that coach get that 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 outlook on you. And sometimes when you get labeled, we know how it is in sports, you get labeled, that's some of the hardest things to shake. And some people never recover. Like, you know, it depends on who you get that label from. <laughs> if you get that label from somebody who got a high level of respect, you might be done. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, I think that's the biggest difference to me. The guys that really hit are the guys that really work their ass off and they work hard and they don't stop working. I enjoy the, uh, you know, whenever the fans and people on Twitter get all upset about somebody who's been labeled a distraction not getting opportunities. I assume it happens in the NBA. In the NFL, it happens. If you're labeled a distraction by like three, four GMs, they're like, nah, don't. That spreads like wildfire. And they're like, it's already hard enough to win in the NFL. We don't need the shit that's coming with whatever this person is. I assume it's the same thing in the NBA. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, it's kind of one of those things. If, if somebody don't know, they're going to ask somebody, right? And when you ask, if you don't like what you're hearing, it ain't going to be good for you. And that's just the way it goes. That could make or break people sometimes. Like, if they hear that this guy's an asshole in the locker room or he's a, you know, he he, he he's he, he's not somebody that's, that's cool or not not a good teammate or something like that, and he start, he keeps things going, like, that's not going to work out well for you. Well, hey, Quentin, I appreciate you joining us, man. This has been a cool conversation. It's been a long time coming, and we appreciate the hell out of you, man. Who's going to win the NBA this year? Who's going to win? Right now, I, I got to go with Phoenix. I got to go right oh. now. They, 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 Maybe the Celtics. Celtics stink. I don't know. I know it's St. Patrick's Day. Like, hey, look, I like the Celtics. My young me fella, too. Jason Tatum, on there. I, like, I, I love what he's doing. I don't, I'm not me saying they're going to win, but, you know, I, I do wish them well and hope, hope they go. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, listen to the Knuckleheads podcast. We will have you on again, hopefully. Yeah, man. Anytime. I like to kick it. Anytime. We don't know shit about fuck when it comes to most of the stuff you're talking about, so we appreciate your knowledge. Hey, next time I come back, we bring D-Miles and we'll school y'all boys and let y'all know Ooh. how it go down. Okay. And then, by the way, maybe we get you in the office. Yeah. <clears throat> 
you know. Hey, we, we Midwest boys. We ain't, we ain't scared to come to, to the nap time. <laughs> Listen, tell your friends, too, that are still in the league. Indiana, great city. Yeah. Great city. <laughs> Indiana's great city. I'm not. I, I like Indiana. I'm straight from Chicago, right next door. So you know, I got family in Gary. Not quite Indianapolis, but you know, I'm cool, Indiana. Uh, well, we appreciate you. You're welcome here anytime. Thank you for the convo, ladies and gentlemen. 13 year NBA vet, host of the Knuckleheads podcast, Quentin Richardson. Thank you. Von Miller's deal is only like three years or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Although it's being reported, 17 and a half per, although it's being re- reported as a six-year, $120 million, <laughs> which is vastly different than what it actually is. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers' contract, five years, $186 million, actually three years, $150 million. Right. Huh. So it's a fascinating way the contracts are being set up. The New Orleans Saints were able to clear about $100 million in cap space in two and a half weeks without cutting anybody. Insane. So that is the tail of the tape whenever we talk about the salary cap going forward. It means nothing. Exactly. They are still in the hunt for Deshaun Watson. Allegedly, a second meeting happened last night as Deshaun left Atlanta, went back to the Saints to hear what was going on. The Atlanta meeting for Deshaun Watson went fantastic. Although the Cleveland Brown meeting went well as well, we are being told that the Cleveland Browns are out of the running for Deshaun Watson. And Joseph Person, a man we don't know, but Ian Rappaport does, who says he's normally on his shit, he says that the Panthers are probably out as well. Seems to be a two-horse race, both from the AFC South for Deshaun Watson. Now it is in Deshaun Watson's hands. Uh, there are multiple free agents still available. Yep. Jameis Winston potentially is going to the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. And Kyle Pitts put out a tweet basically stating, Deshaun Watson's coming to Atlanta. Yeah. Deletes that. Puts up another one to save his ass about Casey Hayward. Things are going banana lands in NFL free agency. Kyle Pitts tweeted, it's about to get scary in Atlanta. Ooh. Then he deleted it because the entire internet was like, oh, shit, Kyle Pitts has the same agent as Deshaun Watson. He's alongside Mula Gaeta. Oh. What does he know that we don't know? He's down there in Atlanta already. Is he hearing from not only his agent, his team, but everybody, oh, God, we got a new franchise quarterback, and his name is fucking Deshaun Watson. He deletes that, then he follows up and says, you guys need to relax. I was talking about Casey Hayward, who the Atlanta Falcons just signed on a two-year, $6 million dollar deal or something like that Mm -hmm. to be a corner for the Atlanta Falcons. Now that we've caught you up, we are drinking green beer live on air, watching March Madness. I have $1,500 on Colorado State. They are currently down eight and when they were up ten earlier in the game. It has been a nightmare. Also have money on Providence, who's only up six all of a sudden. They were up 15 just moments ago. Also have money on Memphis. So with the way this is going, I will announce to everybody what I'm betting on in the two o'clock hour so you can fade it and we shall have a Thursday. Drunk Ty, Iowa plays the 320. How you feeling? Still feeling great. Uh, yeah, we need Colorado State to stop choking. Stat. Uh, in terms of the other game, that is who a potential Iowa team would play next. So, I, I don't know. We'll see. But, I mean, yeah, this is this is nightmare fuel for how the tournament's starting for us. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was good because I bet on Peter Kiss, who was a lock. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was good. Great was hit. Good. Big money on that bet, too. Oh, yeah. Big money. And, and it's this is not a good way to bet. You should not do this. I'm only doing this because we have to do a show that's entertaining for people. I can't care about this unless there's a lot of money on Mm -hmm. it. It's tough for me to care because I want all these guys to succeed. That's That's right. right. I want all these guys to go on to have very profitable NBA careers. I want them all to win. I know all the bullshit they're going through as they grow as humans and men and students and what could be going on off the court, on the court. It's not easy being a college human student athlete. Okay, I, I, I agree that. So college sports, it's always difficult for me to... 
you know, get into a real rooting interest because I'd like to see everybody have their best day ever so they can talk about it forever and be the king on the campus for at least a night or two. But whenever you bet a massive amount of money on it, you can automatically care, and that's what we did today. Yeah, and who knew Colorado State even had a basketball team? Well, Colorado State just dribbled the ball right out of bounds. Yeah, they're just Boys. absolutely yeah. melting in Ball front of our eyes. Unfortunately, uh, the million dollars, if Colorado State loses, will not be mine either, unfortunately. Well, you're talking about our bracket bonanza. Oh, no. Hey, Bruce Brown just brought in another green beer. More by For Gumpy, shout out to Bruce Brown picking up the keg last night. Shout out to Mitt for attempting to tap the keg and spraying green beer literally all over his face like it was out of a movie. And new shoes. And, yeah, one of his 23 days of Jays. Yeah. Obviously, shout out to Mitt. Uh, the thing we haven't talked about today. Say Deshaun goes to New Orleans. Okay. Oh, we already know how Baker feels. I mean, how's how are the Falcons and the Browns going to handle their quarterback situation when their quarterbacks know they're not wanted anymore? Okay, so Matt Ryan mm. was basically said to be traded by the owner whenever he fired the coach and the GM just two years ago. Remember? Yep. Yeah. Hey, the new GM and the new the new staff will be able to decide what the future looks like for Matt Ryan. Owner said that. Then Artie Smith gets in there. New GM gets in there who looks really cool. What's Terry Font, no. He, he looks very cool. Cool name, too, by mm-hmm. the way. Uh, Slancha, uh, Mr. Font. Slancha. And they went in, and I don't know if they attempted to trade Matt Ryan or looked around at anybody if they'd be interested. And either everybody said no because it's another $120 million guaranteed, or they actually said, let's go ahead and stick with this. With the contract, going to be tough to move. And Matt Ryan has had successful football in the past. So I think Matt Ryan, uh, grizzled vet, Already rich. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Already rich, already getting paid, been there, done that. I don't think that'll be too difficult for him to handle emotionally. Now, I might be wrong. Maybe Matt Ryan is pissed because there was a lot of tweets out there explaining that guy who dribbled the ball out of bounds just made a massive layup. We're down eight. Here we go, boys. Here we go, boys. Should have been an AM1. It should have been an one, but yeah. it's Michigan, obviously, in the pockets of these fucking yeah, refs. Exactly. Yeah. Greased. But Baker Mayfield's a different animal, I believe, because he's not rich. Well, he is rich. He's not wealthy, hasn't gotten paid, played through a lot of injuries last year in pain. There's been a lot of things said, like what Morton said. That wasn't a charge. <laughs> oh, it was. Okay, okay. okay. That, rep Huge. On, that rep on the baseline was yeah. fucking swallowing his whistle. Yeah. 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 Jeez Louise, he just fucking ran right through him like he's Check that guy. Chris Moore. Uh, Chris Fuamatu Ma Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Great, great reference. Thank Ooh. you. Fuamatu Ma is actually his name, by the way. Need that to fall. You fuck. What a bad yeah, shot. shot we're taking. He's Long taking a mid range shot down eight. The guy's got two hands in his face. Threes are layups. Exactly. And we're hoping for threes. There goes 15 Hodge. Right dribbling out in this guy's left hand here. I'm just glad that you agree the Browns are dead. Yeah, Baker, I think that's going to be tough. He has to get over it because it's the NFL and you're a yep. professional. You're going to have to do what you're going to have to do. Oh, no. Also, contract here. Here's to the yep. uh, yeah. here's to Colorado State. Thanks for uh, trying. Thanks for the memories. It was a fun time when you were up 15 early. Thank yeah, you, Rams. I heard their campus is beautiful. Well, it's Colorado's on a fucking Rockies. Pull up three. Oh, no. A lot of tears today. Yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll do it. That'll do it. Switch, switch, switch games. Switch right. games. Go to Providence. Let's get some good. Bracket. Hope for one in the bracket. Oh, this guy's coast to coast. Yeah. Not even killing time. Yeah, yeah. They gave up five Colorado minutes State ago. said, we're not going to foul. We're not going to do anything. Michigan's like, you're right. Fucking let me get mine then. Yeah. God damn it. Those tournament points will last with you forever. You know, when they announce you at some alumni event later, he scored 200 mm-hmm. tournament points. You know, these layups at the end, Juwan Howard and the boys are going to try to steal. Providence back up eight. Yeah. That's good. Here we go, Friars. Did you play a 50 on the parlay too? Yeah, yep. Parlay's dead. <laughs> 
we're, we're currently but if, if Memphis goes and Providence goes, you're, you're even. Yeah. We're good. I mean, don't forget about the juice, but you're even. I should have cashed out that Colorado State thing when I had a chance for 500 bucks. That would have been a 33% keep. Yeah. We fucked that one up. Yeah, well, but they were within well, they four. Three. At the, yeah. yeah, they were <laughs> within three. three. Remember, they so much three. can happen. <laughs> Fuck. Slauncher, everybody. Slauncher, everybody. Gin down. This is March Madness, you know? Come on. Here it Come is. Come on. Jesus, these kids can't I shoot, mean, huh? Dude, it's pretty bad. These guys practice? God I think damn. they introduced uh, the NCAA introduced a new ball for the tournament, too, so that's always good. It seems to be a little lighter colored. Oh, I mean, a, hey, South Dakota State ran an oop from half court earlier, and they just ran a pick and roll one. I like their style of play. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about them, obviously, other than go foul. big, go blue, go jacks. Yeah. Right. Sure. But they seem to have a pretty sweet style of play. Yeah, they're just tossing it up. They don't care. I, don't I love think eating bison burgers. They haven't lost since, like, December, I believe. Yeah, you know what happened, though? LeBarn James went and visited them. Ah, um, showed him the ropes. He did. <laughs> yeah, LeBarn. South Dakota State, I believe, was 21-0 in conference play. So. That's LeBarn James. Yeah. LeBarn's committed to Duke, I believe. Nah, he wouldn't go to fucking Duke. No, no, LeBarn James would never go. Huggins needs to get to his ass on that fucking farm. True. If LeBarn James is going to any school, he's going to West Virginia University. He LeBarn, should be. LeBarn is not a front-running son of a bitch, all right? <laughs> yeah, LeBarn's like, hey, West Virginia's dead. They're not even getting invited to the little poo-poo tournament. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fucking let me come back in my goddamn boots, build some wooden shit, and just get wet up here. Him yeah. and Pete Kiss together. Oh, <laughs> Peter Kiss, LeBarn James, and give me this white with the headband out of South Dakota <laughs> yeah. State. Yeah. Nice. This kid is a... Yeah! Raindrop! Let's go, dude! Let's go! That's a big bucket right there. Give us that guy, too, whoever just drained that. He's the first one in transition that's <laughs> yep. made a three. Everybody in transition just put it through the backboard on their threes. Good D. Yes. Yeah. Did it! Deep. Run him! Run him out of the gym! Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Jesus That's the same guy. That's the same oh, guy who oh, hit the dude. three. What what was was oh, oh, shit. shit. Oh, and no. What oh, are we doing? What are That was a bad series for us. The that MLS a- Cup. I mean, we're watching the MLS Cup. Five-point swing. This is the MLS Cup. Whenever you watch the MLS, you know I actually watched the go- one of the goalies. <laughs> okay, ball was rolling to him. Break his foot, swinging it mm-hmm. off his foot into the goal. And it was like, all right, so anything can happen in this particular brand of soccer. We don't know what's – guys can run and just fall on their face uh-huh. on the breakaways. Guys could then hit like a 60-yard snipe top check. Yeah. Yeah. So that can happen, upper 90, sorry, in uh, soccer sports. That's what this is right here. Mm-hmm. I just saw a guy in transition three, one of the cleanest things ever, gets the ball back the next time, dribbling, falls on his face yeah. right in the middle of the court. Mm-hmm. Has no idea how to run anymore. No clue. Looks like a baby uh, <laughs> giraffe or horse trying to find his legs. Yep. When just two seconds ago, one of the cleanest, nicest shots of all time. It's not anarchy, dude. It's college basketball. basketball. Also, I'd like to see that's being played in Buffalo. I don't know if that's at the Sabres arena, but I don't know if the the court might be a little slick. Don't love that. Fucking Hawks are playing on that court after this. So we got guys fucking, you know, busting their teeth out on the fast break. We need to maybe address that before tip of the next game. So you think this is potentially a... 
a facility issue. It could be. Not oh. guy who just drained a sick three, then fell on his face mid-dribble. I don't think so. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. But to know maybe the Zamboni was, you know, out too late last night. I mean, it's possible. Uh, this is up in Buffalo? This is yeah. in Buffalo. Oh, bars no. closed 4 a.m., 4.30 a.m. That's their last call. No shit. Buffalo bars are open all night long every night, I think. Whoa. Real. That's so, real talk. So we're talking slippy track here, and if they don't replace that thing, then, you know, Iowa might be screwed. Yeah, there's nah. a chance. Well, not just slippy track, but also the kids could have been out till fucking 5 a.m. this uh, morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Depending upon where their hotel was. We used to go up to uh, Niagara Falls, the Canadian side, because, you know, we're like 15 years old, and you only had to be 19 to drink and uh, gamble up mm-hmm. there. We go up there and we meet up with some people from Buffalo. When the bars were closed in Niagara, in Canada, they're like, oh, we can still get an hour down in Buffalo. You guys want to go? It's like... I don't think our fake IDs are that good. <laughs> yeah. you know, they only say we're 19. I don't know if we should be crossing the border right now, hammered, drunk, going to Buffalo. But that was always the thing. I guess Buffalo just like cold as shit. Yeah. Awesome people. Great wings. And we'll drink all fucking night if we have to. Especially with Bohan because he's 36 years old. So Easy, you know, he can, dude. He is pretty old. Hey, that's a seventh. part of his greatness. It, it is. Exactly. It really seventh is. seventh year in college, I believe. Call him Doc. Uh-huh. Yeah. Seriously. They got a casino in Buffalo, too. He'd probably throw that place down. Yeah, what's the name of that place? That's, uh, Frank Moraldo's won a bunch of money in the slots up there. River? No. Uh, by Finger Lakes? No, it has a great name. Salamanca? No. That's one of the ones he goes to. I don't know. And Buffalo. Buffalo has a really cool named one. Great place to vacation. Buffalo? Yeah. That's where Connor goes every year. Hey, yep. I used to do this. I mean, I used to vacation in Pittsburgh and yeah. Canada. Yeah. Niagara Falls, Canada. So mm-hmm. don't. There's a I don't judge you. I would, I would go vacation in Pittsburgh in fucking February and March. It's a great time. There's no sun. There's no chance of it. I'd sleep on terrible couches in shitty apartments because <laughs> the houses were just. You Plenty know, of cheap booze, though. I would have time in my life. Oh, this guy's in the NFL? Oh, uh, yeah. He's. Hanging off of that terrible couch. He's sleeping on the couch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's him, though. Yeah, it was, that was a life. So I don't judge you at all. No, Buffalo is fun. I mean, all you really need is a casino, some oh, good food, cool. and a couple places that are open. Anywhere it can be Vegas. Exactly. If you're with mm-hmm. the right amount of people and the right people. South Coast State missing. Huge. We like that. We like Huge. them missing free throws. Huge. This guy with two different shoes is something. Yeah. Providence. Is that Al Durham? Yep. I think so. Connor, you don't know this shit about fuck. No, Al Durham, the, the basketball player. Is that Bo Durham's brother? Bull, you mean? Bo Durham, great movie. Province needs to get some place. Oh, uh, back rim. Oh, my God. Can we get an offensive board, too? What no the fuck kidding. are you guys standing under there for? That was a handout. Oh, no. South Dakota State. Go big, go blue, go. Oh, hand shit. down, hand down. Remember when? Providence was kicking ass. Remember when? That seems like a long time ago now that these South Dakota State boys are starting to run. Joining us now is an NBA insider for Stadium in the Athletic, an absolute superstar, won the trade deadline mm-hmm. news break mm-hmm. competition oh, yeah. with Woj, 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 Woj bombs. Ladies and gentlemen, front of the show, Providence, that's a big shot. Sham Sharania. Yo, Pat, I got a new backdrop, and also I'm trying to get on your level. You got scoops after scoops after scoops. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm trying to get like you, man. I'm I want to let, get like you. Hey, I want to let you know that was a very cool text, you know, because he texted me after the Aaron Rodgers break, and he was like, "Hey, let's go," you know, like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. dabbling in his world there, the genre of his world. And then after I tweet the Johnny Hecker release, he sends me a DJ Khaled another one. <laughs> I, I appreciate, another one. I appreciate that love, Shams. I do. I, I very much. You. Had another scoop here. Steph Curry uh, 
sprained ligament in his left foot that will sideline him indefinitely. This comes after a loose ball where the Celtics, I believe, was it the yep. Celtics? Dives. Marcus, Marcus, Smart, Marcus yeah. Smart dives after the ball, which, by the way, I just, as somebody that doesn't know a lot about basketball, seemed like a pretty standard play. Got uncomfortable, got awkward. Steph got hurt. Steve Kerr is pissed. How long is this injury? Is this a pain tolerance thing? What are you hearing about the injury to the foot? So as far as the injury itself, it's going to be indefinitely. They don't quite know how long it will be, but Pat, it's going to be multiple weeks. It could be two, three, four weeks with this injury. Um, They're going to need to evaluate it, I'm told, over the next several days. I'm sure he's going to have to get, you know, continue to get evaluations and specialists and all that on that foot. But thankfully for him, there's no fracture. There's no break in that foot. There was, there's definitely fear once Marcus Smart barreled into his foot that, you know, because he, he, he came under it. So there was definitely fears that maybe he fractured it. Maybe it was a uh, worst-case scenario. But thankfully, they got the x-ray back last night. There's no break. But there is a sprained ligament in that foot. And the hope is, of course, you get him back right before the start of the playoffs, ramp him up, and you can have him uh, for the playoffs. But this is a major blow to the Warriors, major blow to the league. Uh, but also, this is going to be something where the standings are going to be impacted, too. The Warriors have been battling with Memphis for, for the second seed, third seed all year long. Could they fall even further with this injury? Steph Curry has been you know, one of the top five, six MVP candidates all year. Tough loss. And as far as the play itself, Pat, like I, I think definitely it was a standard play. I could see why Steve Kerr was upset and thought it was dangerous. To me, it's part of the game. It's, it, it's super, super unfortunate that Steph's foot – was was right there and just so happened to get crumpled but um it, it was a standard dive and unfortunately steph curry messed his foot up on that play. you might have heard a let's go in the middle of your great answer there i want to let you know providence got a great bucket yeah. and we we needed providence to get that bucket right here watching as well okay thank you yep. um steph curry <laughs> I, I think this kind of stinks for steph too i know it hurt it stinks for steph it stinks for the warriors stinks for the league stinks for the fans but steph was all the way back wasn't i mean it was like the couple years ago steph curry chef curry when he kind of changed the entire game of basketball and was just putting up fucking shots from everywhere the hoop was bigger for steph right i mean that was still ha- can he still put up shots still is there any thought that he lose that and do you think he ever loses that well i i think he's gonna be able to shoot for years to come i mean he can play you talk about an nba player that could play up until he's 45 i think steph is the guy because all his whole game is 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 shooting threes and so as long as he doesn't have any type of catastrophic injury that he's a guy that can go up to 45 just the way he plays and the way he takes care of his body uh, but, yeah, this year there has been a little bit as far as his field goal percentage and three-point percentage. He had a hot, hot start to the year. And then I think once that three-point record started to come into play in December, his, his percentages all started to drop. So I don't know if it was something in his head. He, you know, we had a conversation uh, before the All-Star break. He told me, like, he could kind of feel the pressure when it was going on and he was dealing with the record. And now that the record's behind him, it's been behind him, uh, I think hope, the hope was that he'd find his stride and, and get back to that point where he's – you know, making 10 threes in a game on any given night. Uh, but, you know, this injury is obviously going to send him back and it's going to hurt. Uh, you know, it, it's definitely going to hurt uh, the Warriors in the short term as well. Not to pivot away from a different sport, but whenever you have a record or something happening, it does consume you, or normally it does. Marty Baron, former uh, goaltender for the New York Rangers, had a 13-game win streak. And they, they asked him about it last night on that hockey talk. He said it consumed his life. He was miserable for those 13 games straight. It was two months straight. His wife and family hated it because he was just a different person. Uh, they talk about pitchers who are throwing a perfect game. Like, hey, don't 
fucking talk to them. Why don't you talk to them? Because they got a lot going on in their head at the moment. I was very lucky to be a part of Adam Vinatieri was going on a perfect season. He had a perfect, there's only been one other time that this has ever happened. We were in like week 15 or 16, I think. We had a perfect season going. Uh, and that motherfucker, you wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even know. Like every single day, you would have no idea. It's like, so there's some aliens, but then there is some real pressure that happens to a lot of these high level guys because they respect the history that they're making just as much as everybody else. It's an interesting dynamic mentally. Let's talk about another guy who could play till he's 45. Zion, getting back on the court. <laughs> Happy pa- St. Patrick's Day to me. Zion's coming back and he's playing. Is that what we're doing, Shams? Uh yeah, I don't I don't know about I don't know about that one. Um what's this listen, all about? Come this guy. He's back in New Orleans. He's doing you know, it's good to see these videos of him, you know, handling the basketball and, and starting to uh, you know, reintegrate himself with the Pelicans. I I don't sense any expectation within that organization, within the Pelicans that Zion Williamson will make a return this season. And so the fact that Damn. Um, you know, he's just now starting to ramp up. There's what, twelve, thirteen, fourteen games left in the Pelicans season. He's got a very, very tight window to come back, and you know they're looking at a play-in game to get into the playoffs. Right now, they're at ten. Maybe they could slide to nine, but that's probably the, the, the highest they'll get for a play-in seating. Uh, I, I just have a hard time believing him missing most of the season, then mir- miraculously coming back with a week left. I think just the the, the, the calendar is running up against him right now, and as much as I think Zion Williamson wants to play, the, the Pelicans have to be very mindful of listen. That you can't ramp him up in this short amount of time. Uh, okay, so okay, okay. I, I don't oh. sense any expectation. Oh, so Zion wants to play, the Pelicans don't? Well, no, I, I think in a perfect world, I think he would love to ramp up in the next week and play, but the world is not perfect. And also for Zion Williamson, there's a lot more that he has to do than just be able to ramp up in a week. I mean, he, it's got to go through the normal progressions. La- the last two mm-hmm. times when he's tried to rehab Pat, He's gone from one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, four-on-four. And remember, I came on this show and I said he's practicing later today on a Mm. five-on-five. And that day he was ruled out of that five-on-five scrimmage. It went to Oregon. First of, I believe, two setbacks. So he's got to go through this progression. And so there's just – they're running up against the clock right now. They need to put a bubble around him when they get to that five-on-five. Fucking clear the guy. Bubble boy. I mean, let's get this guy. Lock him in a cage, man. Just – I don't don't know what they can do. Shut down. Shut down. Hey, no, Zion's a pelican. Let him – Yeah, he's a pelican. Let him spread his fucking legs. Fly, Sean. All right, let him fly. But when we're talking about that five-on-five, let's not – Let's not let, let him get hurt. Bubble wrap him. Yes. Bubble there it is. Maybe you should do yeah. slam ball. Slam ball. Yes. Boom. But he can't be uh, no, one, yeah, he he no can't. offense or defense. Yeah. He stands in the middle. He, he might springs, explode those too, springs yeah. out, too. Yeah. Hey, have, you have, have you heard anything about slam ball coming back? <laughs> John, is there any, have you heard about slam Movement. ball you know, coming back? I mean, listen. I think Zion would be a great player for that. I he, mean, he, you know, and that's his style, though. He was slam ball. I think that's why we all liked him so much. There's a 300-pound man taking off from the foul line as like a 16-year-old going through his legs and just yamming on people. Then seems to be like the coolest guy of all time. This is a bummer. This is honest. This is a bummer, Shams. I would like to see this. I, I know. I know. This is the one show. I'm not going to lie. You guys have been Zion. Williamson through and through. That's right. You guys you. have been there at his lowest. You guys have been there when he was killing it at Duke and, and, and early in New Orleans. Boom. 
I'm, I, I, it's unfortunate that this year I've had to be the bearer of a lot of bad news on the show yeah, regarding Zion. But hopefully he'll be able to get like healthy. You, I I, I've been told he's in great spirits in New Orleans. He's he's, he's feeling good. You know, you, you, you hope that you feel good, you How's look good, you play good, and, and his foot gets good. Uh, so the hope is that, you know, he'll, he'll be back to being Zion Williamson in no time. Hey, look good, feel good, feel good, play good, play good, pay good, pay good, live good, live good, die good. Shout out to Prime, by the way. Deion Sanders, Shout absolute out. stud. Watch that documentary that was put together by Dana Beers and Booze and them. Mm-hmm. He went through a lot of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy he's okay changing the game down there. But Zion looked good. I saw him in that turtleneck with the chain with the two dogs. Yeah, yoked. Yeah, he looked like he was ready to go. Maybe the Maybe the fucking Saints sign him at the Pelicans. That'd be play. sweet. There we go. Get him over there. Um, anything else we need to know about Kyrie and that mandate from Eric? I love that. Kevin Durant. Man. Hey, listen up, Eric. I mean, let's. <laughs> yeah. I love everything. I guess the internet and some people didn't like that on sports talk shows. I found it to be hysterical. What the fuck is South Dakota State doing right now? Yeah, I don't know. But what is going to happen with those mandates, you think, Shams? Is that going to change? Because April 12th to 15th is when everything needs to be it's, started, right? It's it's coming up. It's coming up. Pat, I think the one new development, obviously Kyrie went to the game on Sunday, and the fact that he was there, the Nets actually got fined because he came back to the locker room at halftime and post game. Hilarious. You know, it's, 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 it's crazy. This guy's on the bus. He's traveling with the team. He's in practice with the team, home and on the road. He's he's playing road games, but he can't go back to the locker room at Barclays Center. So the team got fined, and you know, that makes sense. I, I think. Listen, mm-hmm. yeah. I, that I makes sense. Hey, so that, 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 that makes sense, right? I mean, I'm in a tank top with this tie on, and I am a absolute sports stooge. <laughs> but I think what Kevin Durant was pointing out was very valid, like. How does that make sense? And I could see how everybody in this situation is probably fucking pissed off about it, right? Yeah, but the thing is, I think what makes it so unique, I think even the mayor himself is 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 believing that this rule doesn't make much sense. Eric, Obviously, the league, the PA, um, uh, and also the Nets, they all have been optimistic that this would flip and that things would change. It hasn't yet. Every mandate has been, as far as the vaccination, has been lifted there. The mask mandates, indoor schooling, um, has been lifted. The only one that remains is this private sector mandate, which impacts all employees. And so it's it's difficult, of course. Um, what is that? Hey, Shams, what's that? There's... Is that made for other companies? They don't like uh, if you're not vaccinated, you're not allowed to work in the buildings, like in the cubicles, in the offices in New York. Is that why it is something? And how can you not separate sports from that district of or genre of life? Yeah, it's 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 city workers. I mean, it's, it's employees. It's all private businesses. The Nets fall into a private business, and and yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those rules where it doesn't doesn't quite make much sense. The Nets are part of that, so this is something that they're going to deal with. The one new thing that could has the Nets so Pat, sell? That, could the Nets sell to an entity in Delaware? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I was thinking is is they should have. I mean, I wonder early in the year, what if they decided we're going to go play our games in New Jersey again this year? They would have been Ooh. under New Jersey's restrictions and, and, rule, and regulations. So, you know, that's something to think about because that workplace would have been in New, New Jersey. Obviously, mm. they can't do that. They, they have a, a lease and agreement, obviously, with Barclays Center. The fact that this now impacts the Yankees and the Mets, though, I don't can't know if you guys saw that, but the yeah. Yankees and Mets players all are also going to be I- impacted by this. And from, from what I've been told, um, there are multiple Yankees, high-level Yankees, that are, are going to be impacted by this Ooh. private sector mandate. And so we'll see. It, you know, it, it, Yankees opening day is April 7th. Uh, I think there's three weeks 
before that point, I think that it, there's a lot of time for this mandate to change before the Yankees, which I believe are the team in baseball, uh, you know, grace the floor. So, like, city council, because Eric's optimistic that this is going to change. It's like, well, who's he? Uh, what? What? You're the guy, right? Isn't he? I don't know enough about government. You would think city council might not have a lot of Nets fans, right? Because Nets kind of new to the city. Right. City council probably has a lot of Yankees fans. Right? Oh yeah, a lot of Mets fans. Like, oh, yeah. in, in by the way, that's- you can't mess with the Yankees. Like, you can't mess with the Yankees Thank in you, New Charles. York. And, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, I, they I will think, not like, get reelected if Aaron Judge is not allowed to hit bombs on oh, opening day. Goddamn right. No man. way. Garrett Cole like, can't imagine pitch. That. Imagine. Oh. Aaron Judge, I mean, I, this, I didn't even think about this. There's 90 home games in baseball. Like, yeah. imagine if you bar uh, the top players on the Yankees from playing 90 games. Like, that's hey, just we're unfathomable sitting, to me. Hey, we were sitting in an area at that thing. It was like 10000 bucks a ticket. Yeah. The people that are sitting in that, you think they're going to be pumped that they just bought season tickets in there and they can't even see the fucking big baseball whacker guys because of that? No way. That'll get changed, dude. It better. It has to. Hey, shout out to, to the Yankees. Now, yeah, we, don't know, hey, we don't know if Aaron Judge is vaccinated or I not. I will say this. You know, Pat, be. there are doctors, there are scientists that are on Eric Adams' staff. He's got to confer with them daily. And, oh, of course. You know, what, once it gets to the point where there are the numbers, everything can get backed up, I think you'll, you'll, you'll see the mandate get lifted. I think Eric Adams even said yesterday, the goal is to peel it back. He's got to just hear the word from his doctors and his scientists. Oh, yeah. It's not the Yankees fans. I'm sorry. fucking no. do I'm sorry. it. I'm sorry. No, no. It's not, that's not as easy as that. You're ignoring... Sorry. Research and education and knowledge and information and that's what you're doing right now. Wake you're up. acting like none of that matters. Why don't you wake up? Because wake the up. guy's fucking playing baseball outside and it's a contract. You're let him fucking play. No. Uh, well, listen, I understand what you're saying, but that's why there's adults in charge. Maybe if he would have got fucking vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We hey, don't know that he's not. Fucking mask. We don't know that he's not. All right, now listen. We Get don't know if he's you. not. We actually had this conversation about that situation. This is a different sport, and we're wasting your time right now. But <laughs> we're boozing, and it's March Madness. We apologize. But what if Aaron Judge was just trolling like with oh, they're like yeah. uh you know with this mandate uh blah 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 so i know it's a personal question but are you vaccinated or not and he was like nah i'm gonna go out there and i'm just gonna just to see what happened because everybody immediately was like oh this mm. son of a bitch but Kyrie yeah. said the same thing i mean everyone you know the nets said the same thing that the yankees said like we're gonna work with with city hall we'll figure this out and the nets have gone all year without Kyrie playing and now the yankees their president randy levine uh, he came out the other day and said, we're going to work with City Hall Randy. and come up with a solution. Classic. Well, the only solution here is the private sector mandate being lifted. Other- otherwise, these guys, you know, whoever is unvaccinated on this team will not be able to play come opening day on April 7th. I mean, that's a Yankee city, I assume. So I, no it, it's just it is. it's tough for me to Maybe. see a scenario where the Yankees are starting their season. And Aaron, you know, whoever is on back, Aaron Judge or whoever isn't in the lineup. Yeah, we don't know. If it, we don't want to HIPAA, you know. We don't yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Shams, uh, why does Kevin Durant hate your guts? Because he dunked uh, in Philadelphia and then he stopped. basically stared, stared right at you. Down, told you dude. to go to hell. Hey, to your credit, though, listen, you look like a G in that listen, thing. Yeah. You, you were right back at him, you know what I mean? <laughs> I plead the fifth on that one. I just kept, you know. Stoic faces at all times. Anything that happens around me, I stay composed, calm, cool, collected. Did he stare at you? Was he staring at you directly? Uh, I can't confirm nor deny that. Yeah, he was. I mean, yeah, he, I mean, look at that. Oh, yeah, you guys are just. And I think that's Grady, Michael Grady, formerly of Indiana, incredible voice. He's now, uh, I believe, a commentator. Can we give Michael Grady a shout out? He was doing when I first met him in Indiana. That's that's your guy. He was he was doing public address. Now he's doing like play by play some nights. Uh, he's doing sidelines some nights. I saw him Great actually types. at the game. I told him pregame. I'm like, yo. Th- 
the amount your your range is ridiculous. So his pipes, by the way, he has some of the best pipes, and uh, he and I were tight. We used to hang out before he went over to New York. He's a good dude. I'm a big fan of Grady. I'm happy to see him having success. But let's get back to this. Kevin Durant fucking hates you. What, what, what did you do? What did you do? <laughs> what did you do? Oh man, you I do? plead the fifth. I plead the fifth, Pat. I got nothing on this man. I and when you nothing. saw that guy to your left right there, were you like, oh shit, this guy's got COVID. He's the only one wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah. Did you think that? Did you say anything? I'm to not gonna him? lie. I was. I was there. There, 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 there weren't yeah, many masks in the arena. I'll yeah, Philly, don't fuck around. That guy though, he's safer. Yeah. Uh -huh. Happy. Yeah. Happy. Shout out Michael Grady. Shout out, uh, Michael. Shout out, at. shout out to you too, Shams. We appreciate the hell out of you, man. Congrats on a hell of an NBA season. Uh, and I'm sure you're going to finish it out. Do you watch college ball at all or no? Yeah, I mean, I'm watching this, uh, what is it, Baylor game now? That's Baylor, Baylor. Norfolk State. So, yeah, I, I'll, I'll be watching. I, I, I tune in March Madness. Let's get it. Did I you let one bracket? Did you enter our bracket? Go Ramblers. I'm a Loyola Chicago guy, 20, class of 2017. Let's go Ramblers. Oh, oh have yeah. you ever met oh, Sister H2. Jean? Have you ever met her? Uh, I have. She, I mean, she was literally when I was in school. She was in in some of the main hall, like in the in the main like rooms, dorm rooms, and halls. It was. It was and the, to, to see her rise to fame has been amazing. What it's are awesome. you? Twenty three years old? How old are you? Uh, I'm like I'm like forty five in basketball years. So that's all. That that, that that's all. Sean's a child, dude. You're gonna get paid so much money. <laughs> yeah, Let's go, dude. In college in 2017, just doing your thing, walking around seeing I'm, Sister Jean. Did you say, like, what's I'm, up? I'm trying to have two scoops in two weeks, like Pat That's right lunch. now. Okay. okay. Just, just let me do my thing, man. <laughs> dude, you, what is the next big scoop? Is it no more trades, right? So it's all injury? Is that what it is? Or, like, future decisions of franchises? What is the scoop season now? Well, I mean, it's just monitoring the season going into playoffs, and then you'll have coaches. You know, we'll see which coaches stick going into, you know, after the season. Um, you know, we'll – It'll, it'll be very interesting to see who gets fired, who gets let go for an office. I mean, it's the same thing in all the sports, right? Once the NFL season ends, you get coaches that get fired, get let go for an office's turnover. Uh, so just stay on top of you know what, what's what's going on there as well. Why don't you dabble in like football free? You know, if I get anything, I'll send it over to you so you can just kind of drop it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you do on the draft. What, doesn't he come I thought you were oh, going to yeah. give me, you know. I know you got some ins. I, I'll, 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 I'll just wait on you. How about that? I'll just, oh, I'll could you wait. imagine if, uh, you know, I'll the one on breaking news we did have. We're just like, you know what, Shams? Go ahead and fucking rattle. Here you go, Shams. That would be, be wild. That would be wild. He'll break James to the Colts. Hey, those. I'm working. There you go. Are, is there a chance I'm you know working. what the Saints are going to do? Uh, Same ownership, right? Yeah. yeah. Same That's ownership. That's a question yeah. for Rap Sheet. But what I will say, I mean, I, I, it sounds like, you know. Them and, and, and the Falcons are very involved. Yes, we know, Sean. You're not breaking any breaking of this All right, you might Kicker. Hey, in your basketball community, hey, listen. Atlanta, <laughs> New Orleans. Hey, I didn't know this. I did not know this. Okay. So I just learned this this morning. Okay. So, so do you look at what you – It's news. Will you follow that at all or no? <sighs> no, I'll be honest. I mean, I'll see it when it breaks. But, but you won't track that at all or try to find out? No, no, no. But I – you know what? I kind of want to now, so I don't know. Oh, oh, yeah, go get it. How about the Shams? Oh. That might be them Holy calling shit. you. Hey, we'll give that up. That might be it. This uh, might be it. All right, $50,000 if you it. find out what Deshaun Watson's doing before anybody else. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Serrano. <laughs> hey, Sean! 
Tom Pelissero has some breaking news oh. about Baker Mayfield. The arrow, Tom Pelissero tweeted, oh. QB Baker Mayfield has requested a trade per sources. Cleveland has been hoping to move forward after its Deshaun Watson pursuit and offered to fly to Texas to meet with Baker Mayfield. But from the QB's perspective, the bridge is burned and it's time to move on now. Wow. Baker said, no, no, no. Did you read my notes section that I screenshotted and put out there? Yins can fuck off. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going into my contract year. I played injured for you last year. Now you're out and about putting pitch decks together for Deshaun Watson. I assume that's what the Browns are going to do for Baker Mayfield to let him know why they were looking into Deshaun Watson, who would have been a more expensive option than Baker Mayfield and Baker Mayfield. Baker says, I don't want to hear it. Then the Chris Mortensen report about what he's hearing, and he's a guy who's been around the NFL for a long time, so he has great sources. He said that the Cleveland Browns, although it might have been loved how emotional he was as a leader in Oklahoma in Cleveland they were looking for somebody more mature or something like that as a leader an adult or something Mm -hmm. I mean all these conversations and anonymous sources and hearsay and who knows what's real and what isn't all we do know now is Baker Mayfield said I ain't fucking coming back no way and it feels like the Colts are still a primed option for him honestly I mean aside from I don't maybe Seattle but they got Uh, Carolina my concern would be Seattle with Baker Really, because they, they were interested in Drew Locke, right? They said they liked Drew Locke, what they saw in him in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're big fans of. He was a part of the trade uh, for Russell Wilson. Everybody thought they were going to be in the Deshaun Watt, uh, Watson sweepstakes. Allegedly, per reports, they were not at all. No. Not even in the conversation. So maybe Baker Mayfield to the Seattle Seahawks. I, I have no idea. Put him on the jersey right there at the bottom. <laughs> this franchise. Oh, come on. This guy. Oh, oh, sure. The Browns? Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. He won Dude. them a playoff Yeah, he won a playoff game, though. Congrats. So that thing, that's that's that, that, that thing was... Nah. That thing was until they won a playoff game, yeah. right? Yeah. It nah, does reset. Not my fucking Oh, world. you're saying it's still in the Super Bowl. I mean, do you still stink? Yeah. Oh, well, Tony doesn't want to either account for that playoff game, either. Right. Doesn't matter, dude. Cleveland should be thanking these guys. the Steelers. Thanking? They should be. He hey, won Mike, a playoff game. Mike Rupp. You know, Rupper, host of That's Hockey Talk, Stanley Cup champion, proud Clevelandin. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Clevelandin? Yeah. Clevelandian? Clevelander. It's Clevelander. Proud. Guardian. Yeah. Proud Guardian. That's right. Of the city of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. As a Clevelander. He said he liked Baker Mayfield. He'll miss Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield brought swag to Cleveland, and he was pumped up about it. There's loud noises being made in the back. <laughs> yeah. So there's some people that are going to miss Baker, but who will be the next quarterback for the Cleveland Browns? There was a big damn it from Zito in the back. Massive eyes from Drunk Diggs here on this St. Patrick's Day. Ari Mirov is reporting Allen Robinson to the Rams. Per the Schultz report, firepower for the champs. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The Schultz report mm-hmm. has put us into quite a fire before. Yes. That's right. Ari Mirov, though, a man who just accrues information about the NFL all day, every day, right. would double-check, triple-check this. I'm not saying Schultz is uh, wrong often. He probably isn't. I just remember a dance we did with the report where we ended up in the fucking jackpot with somebody because it wasn't accurate. Exactly. With that being said, Tom Pelissero also reporting it. Allen Robinson to the Rams per source. Okay, so maybe thought he was going to come to the Colts. Turns out he is not. He's going to the Matthew Stafford pass-happy offense of the Los Angeles Rams, the Super Bowl champs. Odell Beckham Jr., still a free agent. Yeah. Cooper Cup. Uh-huh. Still on their team. Yeah. 
Allen Robinson, now on their team. I would assume Sean McVay's like, if Odell comes back or not, we're in a pretty good spot with how their offense is set up. Which, I mean, after the torn ACL, he's probably not in a rush to get back. Like, he seems like a guy that would probably sign later on just because... Who, Allen Robinson or Odell? Uh, oh, Odell Beckham. Yeah, Odell will probably have options, especially with how he was playing. Another yeah. ACL is very sad. We hope he comes back healthy. The money has now been reported. Uh, Three-year, $46.5 million deal that includes $30.7 million fully guaranteed per source. So three-year... $31 million deal. The deal was negotiated by agents B. Parker of Vayner Sports and Roosevelt Barnes. Wow. Who is Tom Pelissero's source? Hmm. Gary. <laughs> Let's not forget Robert Woods also will be back on that wide receiver. Yeah, he was game. injured the day that Odell Beckham Jr. landed in the Rams location. Okay. Good for the Rams getting out there. They lose Von Miller, which is obviously massive. Uh, that's a big deal. He signs with the Buffalo Bills last night. Uh, but the Stafford's back. Mm-hmm. McVay's back. He turned down, what, $20 million at Amazon? Yeah. Andrew Whitworth retired. They'll probably have to address that somehow. Colts couldn't afford that? Who? The three-year starter. Colts couldn't afford that. Why is everybody asking these, like, very logical questions? Because they're at the top. <laughs> I mean, I think New England could afford that, and they only have $15 million in cash. Anybody can afford it because the salary cap's fake. Exactly. Well, there's also, I mean, if you're a receiver, eh, go play with Matt Stafford, go play with Sam Ellinger. You know, it's true. Or <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Or Baker Mayfield. Or Baker Mayfield. Excuse me. Or Matt I love Ray. Baker's swag and moxie, which sure. takes me back to what Rupp was saying. You know, Baker brought a little swag and moxie to Cleveland for the first time. Won a playoff game. They've been looking for that for a long time. How will the football gods, you know, view this? Because you don't, you would think once a quarterback gets there and wins for the first time ever. Now, the team much better than the teams have been for a long time as well. But let's not let that get in the way of quarterback story here. Yeah. Quarterback took them to the playoffs, won for the playoffs, brought a little bit of attention, brought some, you know, some conversation, mm-hmm. a little swagger. He's out of town now. Maybe. Maybe they make it up. Maybe they uh, get back on good terms. But when you're commanding a trade, I feel like that's, yeah. uh, that's all she wrote there. Well, that's that's tough. Tough. My point was, if you don't get past your rookie contract, you go on the, you go on the jersey. Oh, so you, you're still pushing You're doing this? what Ian Rappaport does. Mm-hmm. Sure, if that makes my point easier. Well, that's what Ian Rappaport does. Yeah. By the way, Ian Rapport, great friend of the show, he was going to a funeral today. Oh, uh, yeah. We let our jokes fly. We shouldn't have. Shouldn't have. No, no. But you he... wanted to lift the spirits on the day. And Jude and Max in the back. Exactly. Yeah. They were having fun on their iPads. His grandma's funeral. She was 101. Wow. Oh, so she lived a century. Hell, Hell of a life. life. Yeah. Now, Albert Breer is reporting, talking about the Baker Mayfield trade. Albert Breer is reporting that Cleveland told Mayfield's camp that they will not accommodate his request. <laughs> Whoops. I want to be traded. Hey, we don't give a fuck. Fuck off. How Sorry. about that? We'll see you at OTAs, pal. That's awesome. Jeez. That is awesome. Andrew Barry, okay, who's the general manager over there, I got a chance to see him when he was like 25, 24 years old. Quarterback from Harvard, was a part of our scouting department. Awesome, dude. Was sleeping on people's couches here in Indy whenever I was playing at the Colts. Whenever our first general, when Bill Polian was sent out after we won 2-14 and and Dan Orlovsky won us two games late, almost got us out of the Andrew Luck sweepstakes. But when we got a new GM and he's getting interviewed, a lot of us who knew Andrew Barry were like, hey, this incredibly young dude, He's this dude is a grinder. He's smart. He knows how to talk to people. It feels like he knows the game very well. We love him in the building. We wanted him to be like a general manager at like the age of like 27, I 
think, like 26. So then he gets the job at Cleveland, uh, and he does his thing. And I always wondered, like, you know, when I retired and I was going to start this business, Jim Mercy told me, well, you're going to be able to be a boss. You're going to be able to tell somebody that they're fired. And you're going to be able to know that when you fire them, you're not just firing them, you're firing their family, you're firing their kids, you're firing their future. But on the flip side, you're also offering an opportunity for a new family and new kids. Are you going to be able to make those hard decisions? And then he went into something about whether or not he should get a yacht or a 757, wow. and people are asking him these questions. But he said those are hard decisions to make because there's humans involved in that. I wondered that with Andrew Barry, who I found to be an incredibly good guy, nice guy. Whenever you become general manager and you're dealing with people's finances and futures and families, it's not necessarily easy this is one of those situations where it's like all right this is a decision that a general manager is going to have to make at some point would andrew barry be able to do it we're standing down right now they're like hey albert breer why don't you let everybody know we don't give a fuck nope. what baker mayfield just said he's going to be at otas and if he's the best option for quarterback for us congrats you're on a contract year we'll pay you next year play football and that he gave away all of his leverage too by doing this the other night it's like oh okay well who cares like if he's not happy, fuck him. Sorry. Like, we're not happy with how shitty you've been. So. How about they said, uh, we tried to fly down there and talk to him. Yeah. And uh, he, he, he denied our request to go chat with him. Then he requested a trade. And what we would have told him to his face is, uh, we're not going to trade you now. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we would have if we would have got to Sean Watson. Yeah. But we didn't get him. We didn't get him. I don't know if you heard. We we're out. That was reported by everybody. So you're our quarterback now. Put your fucking helmet on. Hey, contract you to try to make some money. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And then they got on a private plane, flew right back to Cleveland and said, all right, figure it out over there. Yeah. That's the business of the NFL. This is like, um, this is what people, you know, who played in high school and love the game don't truly understand. And I think AJ and I were trying to talk about this because Baker Mayfield putting that out there, the immediate response is like, oh, this time they're dead. This, this ain't going to work or whatever. And it's like in the NFL, business decisions are made by people, both players and teams. Competition happens and they don't care. They'll, they will be okay with him making himself look bad playing for them yeah. as opposed to being out of a quarterback completely. It's an interesting dynamic. I'm not saying that Baker's wrong for doing this. I'm just saying that this is a very standard thing that happens with a lot of other positions in the NFL as a opposed to the quarterback position that you don't really hear about. How will Baker respond? Will he hold out? Will he hold in? Will he just retire? Or will they get over it and just say, all right, they wanted somebody else. Now i got to go earn a big bag either here or somewhere else in my contract. I just don't think there's that much demand for him either. I mean, someone probably would have ended up taking him, but, yeah, he is he's kind of fucked. Like, if they weren't going to get Deshaun, there was a very good chance that he was going to be their quarterback next year. Shefty did put out a tweet that said Baker Mayfield just told ESPN it's in the mutual interest of both sides for us to move on. Their relationship is too far gone to mend. It's in the best interest of both sides to move on. Okay, now we wait for Andrew Barry's team to respond. Yeah. I mean, he's going to play. He's going to play for the Browns. He's hey, uh, just talked to a source of Cleveland. They said, uh, we don't give a fuck <laughs> about <laughs> what Baker Mayfield just told Schefter. We'll see you at OTAs. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. That's an interesting because they have all the leverage. They have the contract. They have the money. They have the fines. They have the suspensions. If you miss things, they hold his name, his rights. They're the ones who have to do the dealing. That's just a part of signing a contract to a team. Once again, not saying Baker Mayfield is wrong in feeling this way. We're just saying that this is professional football and this can happen. And it does happen at a lot of positions that aren't quarterback on a very regular basis. Yeah, go play your best football. Get paid somewhere else. You don't, you don't have to resign. Like, Adam Vinatieri, Adam Vinatieri has, uh, has a couple good stories about he gets like uh, maybe a tweet, something, and he misses some kicks. 
while he's in the training room, they have six kickers working out, trying out, out on the field that he's like watching. It's the greatest of fucking all time, Adam Vinatieri. And as he's watching, instead of being like, oh, these motherfuckers won't stick with me when I want to kick, he goes, oh, none of these motherfuckers are ever going to take my job. Mm -hmm. That is his exact thought. That's Adam Vinatieri. When I watched that happen to the greatest of all time, I was like, oh, okay. So when they start bringing guys in to beat me out, instead of getting sad or upset or taking it personal, which you can, but that can motivate you to be like, ain't none of these motherfuckers going to get paid in a job that I'm supposed to have. It's just, it happens at all linebackers. It happens defensive end, secondary corner. It happens in all positions. The fact that it's happening in the quarterback position, I guess makes it a big deal. But yeah. Like Baker has no power here unless he just wants to completely keep going public. And once again, I'm not saying he's wrong. He can feel however he wants to feel. I'm just talking about reality, which we live in. I don't think he has much say at all in how this ends up. No, other than going out and playing well next yeah. year. Like, and it's not like they're in a much worse off position. Like, yeah, they lose Odell and Jarvis, but like you get Amari Cooper, you still have that running game. Their line's good. Like, the ball's kind of in his court. Like, he doesn't want to be there, obviously, but if you don't want to be there, then go ball out this year and get the fuck out of there. Yeah, then what if they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, we are looking to move on. Not this year, though. You're getting franchised. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. What does all this say about the Jimmy G's news has gone cold, it feels like? Yeah. They're not going to move him. Certainly, yes. Or they'll move him in July. Well, they would have moved him right before, before the cap. salary cap had mm-hmm. to be set. Yeah. But instead, they just cleared more room. By doing Kittles and Armstead. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it feels like he's going to play another year. Which, why would you get rid of him? You just went to the NFC Championship. Yeah, Adam Schefter has reported that the Los Angeles Rams still have enough money to re-sign Odell Beckham Jr., which is their hope in Los Angeles. So Woods, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, and Odell Beckham Jr. might be the weaponry for Matthew Stafford coming off of a Super Bowl season to defend it once again. They lose Andrew Whitworth, but aside from that, they still got the running back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cam Akers. Cam Akers. Yep. Sonny Michelle, I think, was a one-year. Aaron Donald's coming back, right? Or is he not decided yet? I think he said he was coming back. Drunk, right? though. He said that drunk, Yeah, true. Right? They should I pay him a little more. They have Van Jefferson at wide receiver as well. Good for the Rams, dude, being able yeah. to figure it out. They have no Higby. picks, though. Higby. Yeah. They have no picks. Who gives a damn? <laughs> uh, can I report what this just, uh, the text screenshot you sent to me, Nick? Yeah. Mike Rupp, who went to bat for Baker Mayfield last night on That's Hockey Talk, said that he loved Baker Mayfield and what he brought to the Browns. He said, I've been a Browns fan my whole life. Mm-hmm. We finally got a good team. We won a playoff game. And it was this guy's electricity and moxie that brought us back. Mike Rupp, proud Clevelander, was super over the top about Baker Mayfield last night on that talkie talk. Mm-hmm. He said he would be devastated if Baker left. Oh, wow. Last man. night, he said. Sorry, Rubs. Nick Marauder just texted Mike Rupp and said, Sorry, Rupper. Rupper goes, Oh, no, what happened? Nick tells Rupper, Baker requested a trade. Rupper responds, he's dead to me. <laughs> yeah. That's a football city. So that's what's going to happen. That yep. is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And now that Baker's team is saying the relationship is far too gone to even try to make this thing right, I don't think that's going to continue to win over Cleveland fans. I don't. The Cleveland fans that are on his side, no. him just saying, nah, we ain't going to do it. That's going to be bad. And the Browns know this. They have all the control, and they know that they could potentially PR the hell out of this thing because they can rely on the fact that, we were checking every option to make our team the best team we can be. 
And the Browns fans are like, thank you, you know. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't just Baker that brought them their first playoff game, by the way. It was this coach, mm-hmm. this GM. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was this entire operation that also brought them. And they can sit on Deshaun Watson, who's a top four quarterback mm-hmm. in the NFL. We thought we potentially had a chance. We had to look into that. We want Baker Mayfield back because we still think he could be a part of our future. We're excited to find out. Like, they can do an entire PR thing on this mm-hmm. and make Baker continue to look bad. Although Baker, I think we all understand as a human could potentially feel a little bit upset about how this all has gone. It's a fascinating situation. Well, just you also look at like, I feel like if the situation with Rodgers could get repaired, and granted it's different and Rodgers is a different player, but like there are no situations where it's like, oh, it's beyond, it's beyond reproach. We can't do anything to fix this. Like that's bullshit. Is it 100 degrees in here? It's pretty hot. Yeah, it's hot. It's Did you happen hot. to see the other text that was sent to from Jeremy Fowler? Yeah. It was the same thing we talked about on Tuesday. What did Jeremy Fowler say? Baker's Baker gone. Mayfield has strong interest in the Colts as a potential destination. Should he be traded from the run? Yeah. He is a good game manager. It doesn't work like that. Preferred destination. I'm told Seahawks have discussed exploring acquiring Baker Mayfield a quarterback, says Josina Anderson. Mm-hmm. And Josina knows her shit. She does. That she talks to a lot of people. Seattle. I hate to say it. What? Beautiful Cheesecake Factory. Been there multiple times. Doesn't sound like Deshaun's making his uh, decision today. I don't think no. so. No. Baker and Cleveland are only going to continue to heat up. We're on tomorrow, 11 to 2. YouTube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. I got to take off of Charlotte, North Carolina. Ooh, beautiful, beautiful city. The metal ball. Charlotte's awesome. Michael Jordan. Maybe you'll see Deshaun. Stick oh, your fist in that Pablo. son of a bitch's mouth. This. Maybe. You know. Knocked out three dudes in the outclassed level Sorry about of the Oculus last night. I had a little allergies in my lungs there for a bit. I was sprinting 70, 75 stairs with the allergies. It was like I was training with one of those fucking masks on. Hell yeah. Now the lungs are healthy. Yeah, bait mask. I'm sprinting up those fucking stairs like those firemen Olympics, you Hell see? Yeah. yeah. I'm boxing motherfuckers. Hell yeah. I'm jumping. In the ring, I'm flying around. I feel real good about what's going on. Like and that? Tomorrow night might be a nice order of a knuckle sandwich. Oh, Goddamn right. How's maybe that? A, maybe a two-piece CTE. What? If fucking Austin Theory tries me, I bet he won't even go. No, he's a bitch. Hold on, though. They said something about repercussions. Am I get? Am I walking into a? What do you mean? A trap? Better not be an ambush. Why? I ain't worried about no fucking ambush. You know what you should do? I've been ambushed before. What should I do, Frank? Get some tips from Butch about what goes down in a street fight. Yeah, call Butch. Listen, I know what goes down in a street fight. Oh, and Shameless Ridge and the boys grew up. They always called that man Butch. Get him, Butch. That was his nickname. You could call, don't mind if I do. (laughs) Get some backup from him. You're right. I will call fucking Danny Birch. Yeah. What about the rattlesnake? <laughs> I don't know if the rattlesnake's going to be there. He was on Rich Eisen yesterday. He was in a bar yesterday, too. Yeah, I saw that. It's awesome. Broken Skull IPAs. Well, if I, if I can follow that up, boy. I'll tell you, what, if I deliver a fucking knuckle sandwich tomorrow, I'm probably going to have a couple Broken Skull IPAs there. Well, I have to. What about friendly program? Oh. Brock. Brock says that shit to deal with. Oh, okay. 
Because he might be getting ambushed too. Oh, yeah. yeah you two should tag team. By then. Big Kev. You stand back to back. You can't get ambushed. Fun fact. Don't mind if I do. Knuckle sandwich. He's got another beer mm-hmm. delivered. He's had a few, yeah. <laughs> Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. PMS. Hashtag PMS St. Patrick. Go ahead and uh, tweet your best toast. Ooh. ST you know? or S A I N T? Just ST. Okay. Let's not be too extra. Yeah. Hashtag PMS ST PADDYS. Oh, okay. Nice. See that? Yeah. yeah. The way it should be. Patties. Patties. Richmond guy's got. F- that guy's M1. a weapon. Did they? Are oh, you fucking kidding me? Hey, Burton's a weapon. I don't know why he's playing at Richmond, but the Richmond Whites like it in yeah. the crowd. He's a good player. He is a good player. Look at this. Triple deke this up, yeah. up and under. Keeps his pivot Oh, foot. my. Got to have your arm straight up. You guys are in trouble, dude. Spiders were a bad draw. Do you guys get better in the second half? Yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. The, the issue is uh, fucking Coach's son is deciding that he wants to shoot it on every fucking possession instead of giving it to the first team All-American. So hopefully we'll, uh, we'll clear that up at half. <laughs> Little father-son. Yeah. Little father-son chat. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, before we deliver knuckle sandwiches tomorrow night, we're going live 11-2. Hashtag PMSSTPADDYS. We'll give away... Uh, Seventeen thousand dollars. Holy shit! Perfect. That's pretty big. Yeah. It's March seventeenth. Yeah. You gotta get a toast. Now, at somebody say something nice. Put your cash tag in there also on Cash App in the hashtag PMS St. Patty's. So this is supposed to be a joyful occasion, a nice occasion. Mm-hmm. Tweet something nice to somebody. Put your cash tag in there and the hashtag PMS St. Patty's. We're about done for the day. Hammered down will probably be 15, 20 minutes. Probably going to look a lot like this show. Probably just a watch along. Uh, Slauncha to you all. You are the best humans on earth. Bye. See you tomorrow.